Pasta Remote, I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always are my wonderful hosts, Nicholas Owen. Good summer eve to you. And Tina Chalmers. Good midsummer eve oh, to you. Nice. You've trumped Dream. me. Yes. You've won up to me. Yes. You've been donned. <laughs> Don Trump. <Yeah. laughs> well, technically, I'm not Tina Chalmers yet. Yeah, no, I was wondering whether I should introduce you as Harrison Eater still or not. New Harry to Chalmers. How do you want to brand Harry Chalmers? Chalmers. Harry to Chalmers sounds Irish. Harry, Harry to Chalmers. Chalmers. <laughs> uh, guys, congratulations. This is episode 30. Woo! <coughs> Which really is not a number anyone celebrates. It's only like 50 or 100. What's it taken us to get to 30? We'll be 30 next year. I know, this show is older right. than us. We'll be 30. But you guys are a little bit older than me. Yeah, we're in the just future. Very, yeah. very slow. If you have any questions about the future, just ask us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's we it like? Know. We know it's terrifying. Go be. back. Yeah. <laughs> How the flying cars? They're around, yep. Uh, sure. <laughs> there are flying cars, actually. Did you see this? No. Yeah, he's like so excited about it. I am, I really am. This, this is way off topic and not for the show at all. Yeah, like a few months back, like a video went online and no one's talking about it. I think it's in like Sweden or something. <coughs> These people got together and made a flying car. Like it's, look, it looks weird, but basically what happens is it's like it only holds two people mm. and then you can't just go from car to flight, but essentially you press a button and like the back of it that kind of folds out and becomes wings and you fly it like a kind of a light aircraft. It's like a gyroscope. Yeah, it's really cool. I was like, oh, like, and I don't even like flying and I was like, I want this. Yeah. I got excited. I was like, we're finally in the future. I don't think you can go very high though. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's put, what, obviously it doesn't lift off it using does. speed. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Can it get that far? It's a yeah. car. Yeah. Can it? I don't, and I what can't road could you ever go on where you get enough speed to lift? You, you go, have to well, be really straight. I think you have to go from a tarmac. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it basically, you can drive to the airport and then fly from it yourself. No, but you I can was... drive to one of those like like Lilydale Airport or yeah, like whatever yeah, definitely. Airport. I was thinking maybe it would be more like a Harrier jet thing where it goes like it blasts air down and no, like lift that because way. because we, we mm. watched a video of it flying and stuff yeah. and taking off and like it takes off like a, a plane, mm. but yeah, not as fast. So I don't know. Anyway. But it does get quite high, yeah. but yeah. I don't think you can fly, like, to another country. Yeah, no. Maybe you can because fly you from, need like... Maybe, like, here to Tasmania yeah. or something. Yeah, like probably, like, yeah, interstate. Still, mm. like, it was cool. Regional. Yeah. Yes. Regional flights. <laughs> um, welcome to flights. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, so 30, a number not people generally don't celebrate in terms of episodes, but why not? It's dirty taken 30s. Us... It's our dirty 30s. We're dirty, dirty, it's taken dirty, us just dirty, every dirty. year, actually... Yeah, maybe about a year to get here because we started the show, I think, three episodes before the end of the year, mm. last year, mm. um, after That's the Change became past the remote. So it seems a little bit longer than, I guess, like people who have time to do podcasts every week on the dot. Yeah. We've done pretty good. Like, you know. I think we're all, we do pretty well considering 
you two are full time. Mm. I was part time with like and studying the whole time we've been doing it. Yeah, yeah it's true, definitely. Mm. And like we go to camp for like people have been sick. Like last week, mm. you know, you went to see Paul McCartney. <laughs> Sir Paul. Oh, uh, how was that? Oh, <coughs> I say this with absolutely no sarcasm or irony. It was He's a like dream the third best Beatle. Oh, dream <laughs> come true. That's good. It was just That's so phenomenal awesome. to see someone who I've idolised since I was a kid. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. That's brilliant. So, yeah. That's awesome. Nice. And, uh, and then the week before, we were just both sick, I think. I'm still sick. Yeah. I'm not contagious anymore. Yeah. I've actually spoken to you a couple of times through our jobs. Mm. And, and on the phone, you're like, you're still sick? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> I just can't shake it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so well done on 30 episodes. Um, Thank you for hosting 30. Mm. You had no choice. And that means that's 30 dinners I've come around here. So thanks, yeah, Tina. That's, that's right. true. Yeah, but that's there's probably been more because I think there's been a couple of times where you've come around for dinner and it's like, let's just not. Like, yeah. And not very often, but like once or twice, I think you're just kind of like, oh, I don't really have time to do all that. Or like, we'll go and see a movie instead of recording. Mm. So, yeah. Um, which is good. Uh, speaking of movies, let's hit some movie news. Let's do it. Unless you have any speeches you want to make about hitting 30 episodes. Have you prepared any words? No. Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> 30 as... <laughs> one as, more than 20 minutes. When, yeah. As trying to quench one's thirst. <laughs> <laughs> that would be in true Michael Scott fashion, yeah, I think. that would be, wouldn't it? Uh, let's hit some news, guys. Um, <clears throat> there's quite a bit, but I'll try and blast through it pretty quickly. Um, let's start with... Let's start with Marvel. Um, Jude Law might be joining the Marvel Universe. That's really? cool. That's uh, who? I, I heard this, yeah, as... Ca- apparently he's in talks to be in the Captain Marvel movie, and he may be playing Marvel. And we all know who that character is. <coughs> uh, he was the original Captain Marvel, so oh. like in the seventies oh. and eighties, he was the, before Captain Marvel was a lady. Yeah. Uh, it was a man, so people think maybe that he's going to be her mentor and like helps her control her powers yeah. and stuff. So, so I, yeah, I was my brain just tuned out when I was reading that article because I was like Captain Marvel, Marvel. I was like, how mm. meta is this going to yeah. get? You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. Um, I won't talk about the trailer just yet, but Jessica Jones has a release date and a teaser trailer. Oh, yeah. really? It's coming March 8th. Excellent. It's coming just before we leave, actually, so mm. a little time to... Yeah, you have to binge that one. Yeah. Looking good. Uh, John Watts, director of Spider-Man Homecoming. He signed on to do number two. Good choice. Also, it looks like we're going to see Gwen Stacy in the next Spider-Man film. Nice. I don't know if we'll see Spider-Gwen, but still Gwen Stacy, good character to bring in. And so that's going to be post-Infinity War then, isn't it? I think it might be post-both Avengers movies. I think it's going to be in Phase 4, whatever that is. And Spoilers then, Spider-Man's going to have to live through it. Yeah, no, it's kind of... <coughs> they announced these things so far advanced now that you can't help, can't help but spoil. Yeah. Um, there's not too much DC news this week, guys. Actually, and it's been like three weeks. Let's just say the Justice League has not, uh, I guess... Actually, you know what? Oh, there, is, there is news. There's totally news, I'm sorry. But let's start with, uh, well, they released an image of Robin from this Teen Titans TV show. Do you, uh, I think I've talked about it before, they're doing a Teen Titans TV mm-hmm. show, which for those who don't know who the Teen Titans are, it's kind of like Justice League Junior, so all the sidekicks get together. Um, and I brought in props this time, guys, because normally I talk about something, because like, you don't know what I'm talking about. So, here's our first uh, image of Robin. Oh, nice. Actually, yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty cool, I thought. Cool. Yeah, and that's cool. the boy from The Giver, I think, Brendan Swayze. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So he's playing Dick Grayson. Um, so I don't know whether he'll become Nightwing throughout the show or not, but cool, I think. 
Um, the other DC news that happened. Is he going to be managed to be as cool as the Robin from uh, <laughs> Batman Forever, Forever yeah. where he's doing his laundry in like a kung fu style? <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember that? No. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, him peeling off the poison? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. in Batman and Robin. I think the kung yeah. fu laundry is in Batman and Robin as well. Oh, actually. is it? I thought that was. It could be, but let's either way. Like Chris O'Donnell, forty-year-old Chris O'Donnell as Bat- Robin the Boy Wonder, <laughs> terrible. Uh, I still think it's probably a little bit old, so that's why they might be doing more Nightwing. But um, that's cool. Uh, there is some more DC news. Now, over the last couple of weeks, the uh, release slate has been announced like four different times. I'm getting to the point where I don't care about DC films anymore, to be honest. But this is the most updated slate. No release dates or what order, but this is what these are the movies they're working on now. Aquaman. We know. It's coming next yeah. year. Flashpoint. We, yeah. uh, had, we heard that was going to happen. Well, nice, but I'd like a Flash movie or like first movie before like erasing the whole timeline. But that's cool. Whatever. Justice League Dark, which is all their like magic people, which is kind of cool, but also seems as early, seems too early, like Suicide Squad 2. Wonder Woman 2, we knew was coming. Suicide Squad 2, we knew was coming. Batgirl is still on the cards, with Joss Whedon still attached. Shazam, which is the one that's shooting after Aquaman, they're about to start shooting. Green Lantern Corps, which has been on and off the slate constantly for the last two years. Mm. And The Batman. So, like, there's some cool stuff in there. Like, we don't know if that's going to be Ben Affleck Batman. Chances are probably won't be. That is very sad. Here's the problem. Yeah, I reckon it should say. Here's the problem, though. There seems to be, like, a movie or two missing. Actually, there's more than that. How many Harley Joker films have been announced over the last year? None of them have been announced. Nightwing, which apparently is in early development, not announced. But probably more upset than anything else is no Superman Mm. at all. No Superman. Like, I understand well, that... he w- had his time. It's time to move on. No, he's had one movie. He had Man of yeah, Steel. Yeah, and then he had Batman versus Superman. And he's been prominent character in Justice League. Oh, he's the third act character in Justice League. If you didn't... Like, if you weren't following the stuff the way we were, you wouldn't know Superman's in that movie. Like, he's not in the trailers, in the posters. Like, it's not his film. Yeah, but he's still <laughs> in the movie. He is. But I think now they finally got him right. Like, one of the things I, did, I really liked about Justice League is they finally got Superman right. It's like, hey... I'm not saying it has to be the next movie, but before we worry about Swamp Thing and Zatanna and Dead Man, mm. <laughs> maybe give Superman like another chance. Because, you know, that first movie I really like, but a lot of people don't. I, I think I wouldn't go see another Superman movie. I don't know. Did you like Superman in Justice League? Yeah, he was okay. It's I, Superman. I don't like Superman. I still think that, like... The fact, also, the fact that we've had to wait so long for a Batman movie and we still don't know when that's coming out for this version of the universe, I don't know. I'm getting sick of this, these guys announcing films without thinking pr- it through, proving they can make these mm, films. Mm. As much as I like it's all like, the films, but like even Suicide Squad, which is a highly flawed film, there have been bits that I enjoy. But it's like, hey, just take a step back, like get your basics right first, and then announce stuff. Like, Green Lantern, like, I'm like, yeah, I like seeing that name up there, but yeah. we still haven't seen any hint of Green Lantern, I feel like except for that ring. They're not uh, <coughs> abiding by that age-old thing of, like, you got to learn to walk before you can run. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, we've set up a franchise, yeah, like, bang, 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 true. what can we do? And I would argue they haven't set up a franchise. Like, because that's the thing, like, when you were reading those all out, I'm like, that's a lot of movies. Mm. Yeah. Like, What's that, but, the but the thing is, we haven't even got our grounded... Mm. Avengers yeah. who we can always come back to yeah, cause yeah. It's like, also Justice League 2 has been pulled from the slate like it was meant to be Justice League mm. 2 because they got to fight Darkseid and, and Legion of Doom which they set up as well 
and there's nothing because Justice League hasn't done very well. So it's like we may never see that team together again, which is kind of disappointing <coughs> because it looked... I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Can I ask how you two feel about it now after about two or three weeks? Justice League? Yeah. I, I still really want to see it again. Um, now that like more things have leaked, like I don't know if we talked about the deleted scenes the last time that leaked, um, but a bunch of scenes actually... Um, yeah, like someone who from Warner Brothers was like, hey, I was part of the team, a lot of my stuff got cut, this is what you should see. And one of the best scenes they leaked was like an origin, or not an origin, but like an early discovery of the Flash's powers. Did you remember there's a scene in the trailer where you see him like point through the window and the glass will shatter yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. So they showed that scene where he's sitting in, or he's standing in a coffee shop and he hears like a car accident about to happen um, and he sees Iris West, who's like his love interest in the comics and in the TV show, she's in the crossfire and so what happens is he turns he pushes through the window as we see and like the, some of the um, CG wasn't finished it looked a little bit cartoony but it was all there and you see him running he's not in his suit he's just in like regular clothes he runs and he grabs her and he like pushes the car over her and stuff There's like and like gets her out of safety and then like when time goes back to normally out of flash speed you see that the road is all warped and twisting like bits of the asphalt on his legs and stuff because his powers are so strong and he they're not contained in the suit mm. that he's kind of warped reality yeah. it's a really cool scene mm. would have loved to have seen that in the movie mm. so after seeing some deleted scenes after like reading stuff that was cut out like there was more Green Lantern stuff like the end of the film the post credit sequence wasn't meant to be Lex and Deathstroke that was meant to be part of the film the post credit sequence was meant to be two Green Lanterns visiting Bruce Wayne being like there's more out there you need to know about mm. really cool Easter egg would have loved to have seen that like just so much stuff like Batman driving into danger at the end of the film, which we saw, apparently, like, if you... In the original in the original version of the film, he wasn't so much suicidal, but he was guilty. He was like, you know, I was so angry at Superman, and I, you know, it's my fault he's dead, and the only way I can restore this is to give my life to save the human race and stuff. Which is a little bit grandiose, but it's like, it makes sense in reaction to the previous film. Whereas, like, when they save him at the end, like, they all come in to help him, whatever, like, it's a nice moment. But it kind of doesn't have the same weight that would have had if you mm. kind of saw that guilt and stuff. I don't know. So I still do like that film. I still want to watch it again. And I'll still buy it. But I would like to see what we didn't get to see. If, if there's not a uh, extended, extended cut, I, I can't see myself buying it. Yeah. I just rented on um, just like Apple TV. Yeah. You could be able to rent it for five or six bucks and I'd be like, that, you know. Yeah. No, I still really dug it. Um, and like I'm a completionist, which is why I bought Suicide Squad. And I did want to see the extended cut doesn't make a difference yeah. um but yeah so uh, like and then like dc apparently like they announced this week i didn't write this news down like apparently they're doing a whole reshuffle they're like we fired people and stuff but they fired the wrong people like apparently jeff johns the guy who's from dc comics who was going to be their kevin feige he's not involved anymore as far as i know and the guy who has been like make all these films short cut all these things get someone else to re-edit them he is still there like yeah. there's one guy making those decisions and they're bad decisions mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I don't want to harp on about this too much. We talk about superheroes a lot, and there's plenty more to talk about. But DC's announced a bunch of stuff, and for the first time, I kind of don't care, which is disheartening. Yeah. Luckily, luckily the books are solid, so I've still got the, stuff to read. I think the thing that's so disappointing, just to quickly finish up, is that like <clears throat> when they 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 sort of like lost my interest a fair bit <laughs> when they tried to save my interest, if you know what I mean, yeah. like. I liked what they were doing. Yeah. Um, as everyone will know, because we talk about this every week. Um, but yeah, like, now that they've 
you know, they've got this like, oh, it must be under two hours and, you know, mm. it's just like boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe you've got a bigger hit on your hands, but yeah, I think, I feel like they've compromised the actual. Yeah. And the marketing campaigns, <coughs> the trailers I really like, like I know some people were bored of the trailers. I like the trailers, but their posters, like they're cool looking posters, but their posters are just like, here's all our heroes standing together. Yeah. That's what it was. Like you look at those Marvel posters, sometimes people accuse them of being overcrowded, but at least you get an idea of what these films are yeah. about. Like. I don't know. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but so Snyder, we heard earlier in the year that Snyder left because his daughter passed away, and apparently that was part of it. But apparently he got fired. Really? Like oh, that's what's really? coming out now. It's like no, he got let go. Like the exterior was had so little confidence in him. They're like, you know what? We're just gonna fire you. We're gonna bring Joss Whedon in. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like let the guy finish his vision, even if you don't, if you're not confident in his vision. Like Batman vs Superman, as much as it was critically panned made a ton of money mm-hmm. like it made almost a billion dollars which I know isn't Avengers isn't Avengers level money but for a movie that's starring only two heroes not bad yeah do you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. let the guy finish I don't know like it's leaving a sour taste in my mouth I wish that Disney would go and buy DC <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you know like that's too much power for one company well we'll talk about that in a second um okay uh Hellboy I think we've talked about it a little bit starring David Harbour who plays the sheriff in mm. Stranger Things uh, that is coming He's out. He's going to do a really good job. I Such a good actor as yeah. well, isn't he? Um, uh, that's coming out January 2019. I can't wait for it. Uh, speaking of Stranger Things, it has officially been renewed for season three. Nice. Uh, which is awesome. Apparently, also um, this time we might see a bit of a time jump, um, only because the show takes so long to shoot, and these kids are getting old quick. Like, yeah, it's hard to do like a year, like a, a year in the life yeah, every yeah. time. Mm. <clears throat> um, just Harry Potter. Actors can attest to that. Yeah, is, exactly. Is the whole season supposed to equate to a year? No, no. But no. like every time we visit, it's been like it's been like a year's time. But like, oh, yes, yes, yes. But Stranger so, Things yeah. are saying might not be out next year. It might be the year after. Yeah. Like you know, um, so it may take a little while to. Mm. So yeah, uh, but I'm telling you, as long as I keep that cast, I don't care. Like that cast is maybe one yeah. of the best casts in any show ever. Like, like every single like, everyone like. Like, I love it. Did you watch season two yet? No, yeah. Okay. It's really good. Well, like the kid who plays Steve, is it Steve? Yeah. The one who who was like the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's great. The John Ralphio, like he's mm-hmm. so good. Um, like even, actually, even the girl, like, is he the one who's got like a really eighties haircut? Yes. Yeah. He's like everyone is so solid in it, and like Sean Astin is in this season. Oh, awesome! And yeah. he's great in it. Like it's he's really good in that. Um, and like as we said previously, like David Harbour just he's so good. Deserves more roles, I would say. Um, staying with Netflix, we talked about Sabrina the Teenage Witch a few weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, Netflix, because it was going to be developed by the CW, who do Riverdale, because it's a spin-off of Riverdale. Um, Riverdale's done so well on Netflix that they were like, hey, why don't we air it, and we'll take the, you know, some of the pressure off. So now it's a Netflix show, it's already got two seasons, uh, ordered. So we nice. get minimum two seasons of this. We need to get back into that. Yeah, I liked it. Like, it's mm. very cheesy and silly, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really liked it too. <clears throat> um... Let's go into some weirder elements of the news. Uh, Quentin Tarantino wants to make a Star Trek movie. I did hear this. Oh, really? And apparently an R rated. It's going to be an R rated. Well, R rated over there. So my, it could be M over here. Like, because yeah. Batman vs Superman is R in America, but okay. it's not M here. But a Tarantino Star Trek. He and JJ Abrams are working together on it. Um, I, I said, why not? Like, oh. in a world where this guy only wants to make ten like written and directed films himself. Let this guy like play in someone else's playground for a bit and see what he can do. Absolutely, like, and he's a even massive if nerd for Star Trek. Yeah, he loves it. He, uh, is he? Yeah, yeah he's oh, a huge okay, Star Trek. Yeah. They show well, like the opening of Kill Bill, like the very first title card is like "Revenge of the Dis- 
dish about so cold, old Klingon, Klingon oh, proverbs stuff. Yeah. Okay. And like they, I saw this on maybe it was one of those IMDb clips about him <laughs> wanting to do it, and um, and he was they showed footage of him from some Star Trek fan show, and he's like referencing specific episodes of <laughs> you know Next Generation. Yeah. But it's like all right, so he's a nerd. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's good. I think that's a really cool thing. Um, I'm down with that. Uh, more weird news. Ryan Reynolds's new uh, role has been revealed. He's going to be the voice of Pikachu in oh. the upcoming Detective Pikachu movie. Detective Pikachu movie. Yeah, there's going to be a Pikachu movie where he solves mysteries. Right. Um, I think that's bizarre, but why not? Like, it might make those Pokemon movies more entertaining. Like, mm. I love like, the games, and I was a big fan of the, the show as a kid or whatever. But, like, those scripts are pretty weak. Like, if you look at, like, every show is the same thing. But I, I, I would maybe go to cinema to see Ryan Reynolds play Pikachu. Yeah. Apparently people were disappointed because the fan choice was Danny DeVito. <laughs> which I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That is incredible. Um, this is not on my list, but I just thought of, like, weird, unexpected films announced. They just announced recently that um, they're doing a Scooby-Doo prequel movie. So it's not going to be connected to the old movies. They're trying to relaunch it. And it's just going to be Daphne and Velma, Velma as, like... High school detectives, like a Nancy, Nancy Drew type oh, movie. Oh, okay, yeah. And like all the kids get turned into like brainless zombies or whatever. That's pretty cool. I'm in. Mm. Like, definitely. Like, I like a good detective film, so why not? Was that Luna Growling? Yes, it was. She gets so angry. I do not like the idea of the movie. I don't like Scooby Doo. I like Luna Doo. Um, uh, Brian Singer, we're all familiar with him, director of all the X Men film and uh, Usual Suspects, of course. He got fired this week, uh, not for molesting anyone, which is a nice change. Like, people getting fired these days are getting fired because they're molesting people. Um, no, he was on the Queen biopic, the one starring Rami Malek from Mr. Robot. Yeah. Um, and apparently there were disputes, and they were like, you know what, we don't need this, we're done. Yeah. Let's just go. Yeah, so I heard, I heard that he was, like, well, I think I might have read a similar article, and it said, like, you know, he wasn't showing up and stuff like that. And I thought, that doesn't sound like a director. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. <clears throat> um, look, I'm glad that, like, they've kind of been tough on that sort of stuff, though. Like, that's why people should lose their roles. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they're getting rapey, call the police. We've this last time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the appropriate time to fire someone for not doing their job. Um, I've got, like, three more bits of news. One of them's going to take a little while to talk about, but we'll go through it really quickly. Um... Ansel Elgort, he was the lead in Baby Driver. Yep, and also in Fault in Our Stars. He was. He's been nominated for Best Actor in the Golden Globes for his role in Baby Driver. Nice. Which is great news. Good. Like, that's really cool. I really liked him. Hopefully, that film will get some, uh, some recognition. I know you weren't the biggest fan of it. You liked it, but I think you thought it dragged yeah. on a bit, a bit much. Um, but I think we need more cool, creative films getting into these Oscar categories. Like, yeah. films like Logan. Films like, uh, like Baby Driver. Films like what I watched recently. If um, Wonder Woman, like you know, like if the award season passes and Hugh Jackman receives zero, not a sausage. Yeah, I am gonna at the very quit least, this podcast <laughs> at the very least. Well, okay, Hollywood, please, we need Nick. Um, I uh, or even Patrick Stewart. Like I think both of those guys oh, could easily get a, a nomination. Um, or even movies like The Big Sick. I think really deserves a nod. Um, I feel like that's you know that might be in line for a writing. No, yeah, you know de- yeah, that's cool. I don't care what it gets a nomination for. I just think it deserves a nomination. Um, but that's awesome for Ansel Elgort. I'm a big fan of his performance. Actually, he's really good in that film. Um, let's go to some more disappointing news. Game of Thrones. 
Season 7 just came out on DVD and Blu-ray this week, which is cool. Mm, Thank goodness, because Season 8 isn't coming out until 2019. Oh, oh. so long. I'm going to be in my 30s when this show comes back. <laughs> Next year is Westworld, though, yeah? It is. We have, Westworld. we have that. But we only have six more episodes to look forward to, but it sounds like they're going to be big, big episodes. Like, remember, I think earlier this year I joked about how, like, well, at least make them two-hour episodes. That might be the case. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sophie Turner's been in the press a lot lately because of the new X-Men film and... I think she's in something else, but she was saying she's like, yeah, like these are big, these are like movie scripts. So yeah. I'm down with that. I'll wait. I'll go a year without Game of Thrones if they're going to make it awesome. And it already is awesome. Yeah. Um, the last bit of news um, is really interesting. It's been kind of floating around for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we might have touched on it briefly last time, but uh, we actually might have a confirmation by the end of this week. Fox, 20th Century Fox, um, uh, getting out of the. Movie business. They don't want to make movies anymore. They don't want to make TV shows anymore. They're done with it. They're like, <clears throat> it's just, a, I don't know why. Like, they've had a killer year in movies. Um, but for whatever reason, they just want to focus on news and sports. So, like, we're selling all our properties to the highest bidder. And I think they're trying to get $60 billion for it. Wow. Um, and the main uh, bidder is Disney, <laughs> uh, which, at, upon first glance, like, oh, that's cool. Because we'd like to get the X Men back in those Marvel films. We'd like to get Fantastic Four back. But it's bigger than that. Like, it's not just that. It's The X-Files will be Disney. Yeah. The Simpsons wow. will be Disney. Mm. Um, oh, Simpsons must be worth billions by itself. Yeah. But I was thinking... And, like, that got me thinking. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, because it's no surprise, like, the last ten years of Simpsons... Of Simpsons has been pretty... Hasn't tough. been very good. Yeah. And so Disney... I don't imagine Disney's going to buy it and then be like, you know what? Done. Let's yeah, close yeah, it. Yeah. But do you know what Disney's really good at doing? fixing things yeah. yeah like making things better like we might hit like a nice renaissance of Simpsons like if this goes yeah through. but is it going to be all Disneyfied? I don't think so because people said about Star Wars and you saw yeah, those last but... few Star Wars films like mm. yeah but Star Wars is, was never risque whereas Simpsons you know the jokes could be a little blue be, yeah mm. um yeah but Disney also put out I'm trying to think um they had Disney have like like it wouldn't be like the Walt Disney Pictures company like disney yeah. owns a bunch of subsidiaries like yeah, yeah, touchstone yeah. Mm. like they released they like they released like twister or something as well like they really well, isn't touchstone also simpsons anyway um no oh i'm thinking seinfeld i think uh, I'm thinking you're thinking seinfeld. castle rock i think oh yeah um rocks and stones but um like disney owned miramax so disney put out quentin tarantino films Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like Disney mm. own a bunch of different companies, so oh, okay, yeah. so they, they they have enough different companies to know what they're doing. But th- like that being said, like even I was like, oh, they might fix the Simpsons up. They will get the Alien franchise, and I am worried that they might be like, let's marvelize it. Like mm. they might try and and like the problem with the Alien films is that I think they've been going to. Which I wouldn't say they're mainstream. I don't know what they're doing those Alien films. It's a really weird time. Like they're about like it looks like it's going to go through. Like every day, like there's more reports, and they reckon by the end of this week we'll know if Disney owns it or not. So part of me as a, a Marvel fan is like, this is awesome. This is great. Like, everything's going to come back. Did, did, like, Marvel will literally own every single thing that they make, and this is yeah. great. But it's interesting to see what's going to happen to the other shows and the other movies yeah. and the other properties. Um, I think Arrested Development actually owned by Fox as well. Um, although yeah. they might be owned by Netflix. Actually, I think Definitely Netflix owns it. Definitely owned by Netflix now. Mm. Um, but Disney will also then get the distribution rights for Star Wars, so you won't be getting, like weird box sets that are separate like you can get them all together mm. of course there'll be Disney prices now so they'll be more expensive yeah, like yeah. you've seen how much Disney yeah see that's like my first um, reaction whenever I hear of something a deal this big I always worry for the consumer, consumer. 
because I just think like less competition. You know what I mean? But I, it's, yeah. It's, look, I haven't seen this really happen in the creative industry like this. I mean, if this was like a computer thing, I'd be like, yeah, we're all doomed. Yeah. Like you can see it happening. This is so off topic, but like I feel like in ten years there will just be two companies: Google and Apple. Yeah. And that's yeah. It. Like, Who's buying? I think Disney will be there as well. I think maybe yeah. three companies. Yeah, but yeah. You're absolutely right. Like it is one of those things, and like apparently like, there's a big legal concern because the government could step in and be like, Disney can't own this much stuff. Yeah. Like, well, it's happened before. Uh, it happened with Microsoft in the '90s mm. when, like, Windows '95 came out and mm. it was really, really popular, and like, just they were just like, sorry, you just can't have this much power. You're gonna yeah. have to make Microsoft and Windows different things. Yeah. It's um, sort of interesting to see what happens, but um, I'm, I think despite the concerns, I'm on board with it. I think like in terms of producing entertainment, Disney have always been pr- pretty strong. Like, there's very rarely a Disney thing. I'm like, well, that was nonsense. Yeah. Like, and I think Tomorrowland. I didn't watch that. Sucked. Oh yeah. Big time. Okay, well we'll have to check yeah. that out. And uh, I can only think of two though: Disneyland and that one on Mars. Oh, Marcy's Mums? Nah. Oh, oh, John Carter? John Carter. I never watched it, but apparently it's not that bad. It's just, uh, no. It, it's yeah. not... Isn't, it's just famously, isn't it, the biggest disaster of all time or something yeah, like that? Yeah, since like, Waterworld, which I think was also Disney. Oh, Disney. But I think they're getting better. I think they're getting better at, like, knowing what to do. Like, they're like, look, we'll just see with that franchise. Star Wars and Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we probably will know at the end of the week what's going on. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm down. Like, if we're all going down in a... Blaze of Glory anyway, yeah. might as well enjoy what we're watching at the yeah. same time. Might as well watch, you know, X-Men and Daredevil team up or something. So. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Apparently, that would make... Apparently, I don't know how, but apparently if they absorb Fox, they're like, oh, that'll make it easy to cross over Netflix. And stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're already... I don't know. Yeah. But, I'm in. Whatever. Uh, did anyone else have any news they want to bring to the table? Because that is... I've, cl- I've cleaned out the closet. That's everything from no, the last... That's, that's I don't believe pretty so. comprehensive. Uh, we should probably dive into then some reviews. We don't have a theme song yet. Ship to shore. No, that was the final that countdown. Was the final countdown. I, I thought that was ship to shore. No, that, that's different. That's awful. Uh, I mean, they're both. Yeah, okay. it goes. No, that is final countdown. I know what you're talking about. I can't get final countdown out of my head now, but I know what you're talking about. Like it's like an like ABC that. show. Yeah, that does sound very like. All I remember is the thing. I think I ever watched the show. Yeah, I never watched it either. Um, do you have anything to review this week? I got one thing. Oh, nice. Do you want to? Do you want me to take it away? Take the charge. Lead the charge. Tina has something to review as well. I do. Yeah, you do. Okay. Um, I recently watched the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, I watched this too. Okay. I've watched like I haven't finished it. <laughs> so, but it was, I was like scratching my head thinking, what yeah. can I talk about in the reviews? I thought it was really funny. I, I, it's it's pretty good. Like it's not. I'm not like wow, what an amazing film. But it is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think genius pairing. Yeah, Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, and getting Ryan Reynolds to play the straight man. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think he's really good as like a Deadpool like kind of comedic character. But I think playing the straight man as well it works really well mm. in his favor. Yeah, and I knew it was going to be funny when. Have you seen it as well? No. So right at the start, he's like, it is, is it triple A rated security? Yeah, service? yeah, yeah. So it's just like really secure ser- uh, mm. security service. So and he's escorting this like uh, this businessman to like a private jet. It's all going really smoothly, and like the guy <clears throat> gets on this plane and he like waves out the window and runs away. He's just like looking at him, and then you, just, you see like a bullet just like <laughs> splatter oh his brains gosh. everywhere. 
And it's just, it's, it's, it sounds horrible, which is yeah. really funny. Yeah. It's really well cast. Like, Summer Hayek's great in it. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't get to do a lot of comedy, so I really mm. enjoyed, like, her being in there. Um, Elodie Young? Yes, Electra. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I always want to watch things because she's in it, even though she tends to, because she's an up-and-coming actress and hasn't had a chance to do some bigger roles, she tends to be in less good things, mm. but I'm always willing to give things a go because I like her so yeah. much in Daredevil. Um, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. It, um, it's, yeah. So, don't talk about the ending. Yeah, no, I won't. But, so far, I'm, I'm loving it. What part are you up to? Um, they are just getting to Amsterdam. Oh, you got so much to go. Oh, really? Yeah, I think you're only like halfway through. So I watched it, um, I've watched it in about five different parts already. Like, it's, I put it on and then as I'm going to bed. So, oh, you know okay. what I mean? It's like one of those things you watch in a... It's, um, it's definitely good fun. I watched that. I watched a bunch of, like, releases from this year over the last week. So I was like, I should watch some new stuff. So I like, watched that and I watched Logan mm. Lucky. And I watched a couple other things. So, um, mm. but yeah, that was probably one of my favorite things from the group that I watched. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm. I've, yeah, I've got something else to review, but we might as well take it in turn. I um, don't know what I'm reviewing. What we, am I reviewing? Uh, we can review the DC TV crossover, <clears throat> Crisis on Earth X. Oh, I was thinking movies. No. Um, well, it's kind of like a giant movie. It's like a three and a half hour movie. Mm. Um, so a couple of weeks ago now, um, DC did their annual crossover where they got Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow and did like a big multi-night storyline. This one where... Um, Nazis from another Earth kind of invaded this Earth. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty good. I would yeah, say. Yeah, I really uh, liked it. I, I, one thing that I really like because it definitely has its moments. Like, not all the actors in the shows are great, and it is like a teenage network show. So, like, some of the storylines are a bit hammy. Like, it revolves around the wedding of Barry and Iris, so there's a lot of romance in it. Mm. And so I'm just like, oh, like, get back to the action stuff. But that church sequence, like the fight in the church. <coughs> was really good mm. like out of nowhere like this priest gets like obliterated like middle of the ceremony and like all these Nazis storm the church and you see like <coughs> like Supergirl flies up and yeah, then like firestorm yeah. is like shooting fire and flashes running around and while he's saving people like mm. it's really it's probably the, I would say it's probably the best scene in the entire crossover yeah. like it I've like at some at, there were points where kind of I was like oh, okay like <laughs> You mm. kind of blew all your money in the first episode. But, mm. like, it's still... I, I found it really enjoyable, yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I am a big fan of anything that has Nazis in it, because I just love... Yeah, especially Poland. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Like, at the moment, I'm watching The Crown, um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying this. But then, like, the episode that I was just watching when you guys came over... Well, you came over, Nick. Um, and you came home from work, James. Um, they just got into like all this Nazi stuff, mm. and I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah. oh, Nazi!" Do you know what? I think it's because um, they're a great antagonist. Like, yeah. and because first of all, because it's real, so you already know mm. who they are. So you don't mm. need like you don't have like a problem with like being a terrible, bit like a and, poorly like, established villain. In my villain. head, it's yeah. like the penultimate evil. As and also, yeah, like thing. you have no like it's they're not complicated. You're not like. Oh, but that Nazi was really nice. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry yeah, about... No, they're all Nazis. Yeah. Fuck them all. Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but also, this is going to sound really weird, but I love the... This is going to sound horrible. And I am absolutely not a Nazi. Something that a Nazi would say. But I love the aesthetic. Yeah. I love no, the aesthetic exactly of the military, but with the red. Yeah. And so then when you see, like, in this Flash um, episode crossover stuff... When you see like Nazi versions of their uniform, you go, "Oh, that yeah. looks really cool." Yeah, like Very just smart. so just so you know, like this is a show on like a mainstream network. This kind of kids shows. Yeah, one of the first images you see is like a tower with a giant SWAT sticker on it, mm. and then Supergirl, like the evil Supergirl, her crest isn't the Supergirl symbol; 
it's the SS. Like, it's two. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. literally like, yeah, that. And then um, <coughs> but they refer to talk about Hitler and they refer to her as the Fuhrer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's the Fuhrer. Like, they, it's so. full on. Like, they mm. don't, like, hold back. Like, so there was some really cool, dark stuff in this. And, like, I know that, um, I think some of the complaints about the shows, like, I think last year we were like, oh, Flash got too dark or whatever. I mean, compared to this season, like, in the yeah. darkness back. Yeah, or that last, right. that last episode of The Think was really good. Um, but, like, to see them go a little bit more serious. And, like, cause I don't mind if you have levity in it. Like, the Flash should be fun. But, like, what they're doing this season is just, like, yeah. it, it's, like, slapstick hour. Mm-hmm. And here's the rubber man. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind him as a character, but it's just too much. Mm. It's very two-dimensional this season. Mm. And so that, that those eps- crossover episodes really brought some depth mm. and three-dimensionality into it. Because yeah. it was, it was, there was crisis, crises that they had to overcome and you couldn't figure out how they were going to do it. Mm. Whereas I feel like all the other episodes in the season, it's like, oh, we have to figure out who's thinking. Yeah. Mm. Sort of thing like mm. that. Um, and what I also enjoyed about it was that um, in the past, what they've done with the crossovers is that they've had like, the Flash episode is very Flash heavy. Yeah. And the Arrow episode is very Arrow heavy. But like this time, they've just kind of like all amalgamated it into yeah. one. Yeah, they approached it. They they were like, you know what? Let's not try and make it work for each show. Let's just make one big episode. Yeah. We'll cut mm. it up, and that's how it's going to be. So it wasn't like like the Flash episode. It was a Supergirl episode. Was all Barry and Iris for the most yeah. part. But like it needed to be. Yeah. Um. Although how many fucking times Iris is like, we're getting married. We're getting married. Yeah. We're getting married. I really feel like they need to kill her off. Like, I, I think she's... not kill her off. No, I... I the, Maybe now that she's married, she'll shut up a bit. I really like... I like that. I think Candace Patton, I want to say her name, is, is is a really good actor. I think she does a really good job. I think in the first couple of seasons, like, she's really good as Iris. But, like, this last season and a half, like, the, the back half of season three and this season, just, like... This is meant to be the character that Barry's in love with, and we're meant to like, we're meant to like, want that. We're like, yeah, we want her to be with him, and we love her. Mm. But she's so goddamn irritating, like, because she's selfish. She's become a very selfish character. Yeah, and like, I know that's a weird thing. But, she, but... she's selfish, but she she brings about the vision of being selfless. She presents herself as trying to be selfless, but in actual fact, she's being selfish. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want people telling my hero what to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that's a weird thing to do, but, like, my the hero shouldn't be wrong all the time. Like, they can be wrong sometimes. Like, that makes a good drama. Like, Flashpoint is a perfect example. Flash goes back in time to save his mother, and in doing so, erases all of the entire timeline. Like, that's a good plot device. But just by, like, ordering the cake when she didn't want him to do it, I'm like, come on. Like, <laughs> ugh. Um, but overall, the crossover I really enjoyed. I thought it was good fun. I thought it was a really well executed one. Someone, I heard someone go like, you know, this is the Justice League movie I would have liked to see in cinemas. Mm. Um, I would have done with a lot more, lot less love stuff. But yeah, like it was totally good. Like you know, um, I had a good time with it. So yeah, same. I had a good time. And it really made me want to go back to the other shows. I was like, oh, I want to go. I want to catch up on Arrow, and I want to catch up on Supergirl. I don't want to catch up on Legends. Like apparently, like, apparently now, like they're saying that Legends is very self-aware. They know they're kind of like the reject show. So they, uh, play, okay, they play yeah. into it in the season. Yeah. Oh, and one thing I loved is they tagged up on something they missed in Flashpoint last season, where in the Flashpoint comics, Captain Cold is the hero of Central City mm. because there's no Flash, so he's mm. Citizen Cold. Um, so they made him a hero in this, but they also gave him the actual Captain Cold outfit, which includes the square glasses. Yeah. Which I love. Like that was like 
That was the most comic book accurate costume I've ever seen. I was like, that mm. is perfect. Um, so I loved that. And they made him gay. There's a lot of gay kissing in those episodes as well. Yeah, there was a lot of gay there, kissing. There's more gay kissing than straight kissing. Yeah. Like Supergirl's sister like hooked up with White Canary and then mm. Captain Cold was macking out in the ray for a long mm. time. If you don't like gay kissing, which you shouldn't have a problem with these days, but if you don't, avoid the crossover. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of lot of lot of love. Getting it on. Yeah, love definitely. On. Yeah, and like one night mm. stands and stuff. It was yeah. a very sexy episode. <laughs> Uh, so, what are we going to rate it out of, James? Um, I wasn't going to, but we can. Um, I'll give... I can't... I'm trying to think back to the episodes. I'll give how it... How about how many um, kryptonite arrows? Oh, that's a nice yeah. call. Okay. Um, I will give it eight. I, too, shall give it eight. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely room for... Strong. Definitely room for improvement. I think what they should do now, the next one they should do is... Cry, um, let's use the word again. They should do Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, they should, like, have... The next crossover should be, like, every version of every character we've seen and collapsed into one universe so Supergirl can appear in episodes easier because she's on a different mm. Earth at the moment, so yeah. she's always come through the portal. But they, if they just, like, collapse all the Earths, then she can just be there all the time. Like, mm. that's what I would like. The only thing I missed was Superman. I would like to see some Superman in there. Yeah, you would have thought that... You know, the world being overtaken by evil Nazis would have been good enough for him to get off his high horse to come over and help out. Like maybe he's That's why a, I don't like Superman. Maybe he's in space. Like maybe he's fighting brain. Yeah, well maybe he's shit. But what I did like is at one point she's like, if you don't let me go, my cousin's gonna come and save you save me. And then a flying superhero does come and save her, but it's the Adam and the Adam is played by the guy who played Superman like ten years ago. Mm. So I was like, ah, that is kinda cool. Brandon Ruth. Yeah. Um, Alright, that's Crisis on Earth X, um, which I really enjoyed. What do you got for me, Nick? Well, actually, tell me if I... Because I saw this a while back, and I just cannot remember for the life of me if, if we've done it on the podcast. Did mm. I tell you guys that I went and saw The Philosopher's Stone? Oh, I briefly <laughs> heard, like, the orchestral Yes, thing. yeah. I don't I think we talked about it. I briefly heard you mention it. Okay, yeah. I'm apologise to the listeners if, if I have. I don't think you did. I feel like I would know... I remember this. So. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, I went and saw, with a good friend of mine, we went and saw... Um, the Philosopher's Stone live, um, mm. the live concert scored by the MSO, mm. and it was freaking sweet. Mm. Yeah, um, like don't go for the movie quality because mm. it's just projected up there and it's kind of hard to see and it's yeah. subtitles and stuff. But like seeing or hearing the Harry Potter theme mm. but played live, I was mm. just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, heart, yeah, heart eyes. Because for the longest time, <laughs> I was like, because uh, everybody was like, oh my god, Tina, it'd be so amazing. Mm. I'm like. I'm not going to go there to just listen to them play, like, the theme music and stuff like that. I didn't realise that they do it to the movie as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, so it's just, it, the movie plays with <laughs> just the dialogue yeah. and, the, and the practical mm. effects. Mm. Um, and it's freaking sweet. So the bit when they go beneath the trapdoor that the three-headed dog is mm. um, is guarding mm. and, like, Devil's Someone's Man. left the uh, harp playing. Yeah. yeah. It's like a harp player yeah. doing that exact same thing. Yeah, oh, that's, that's cool. Oh my god, it was so cool. I want to go see Prisoner of Azkaban so I can hear... Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, we should yeah. go see that. Yeah, definitely. So good. Mm. Uh, I recommend it wholeheartedly. Mm. What mm. else did they do? they do Back to the Future? Is that... They did Star Wars. They, did they the definitely Force did Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. They were doing it... So the matinee, which is what we went to, was... Um, was Philosopher's Stones, and then the evening session was Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Okay. And then I know they were doing yeah The Force Awakens in December. It's yeah. Probably been and gone, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
So good. Yeah, cool. nice. So good. Awesome. Um, I got one more thing to review, and then we'll get into the next segment. Uh, last week or last time you reviewed Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Dawn of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, so I watched War of the Planet of the Apes. I finally sat down and watched it, which is the film I was really looking forward to. But when it came out, since I hadn't seen the second one, so I was like, I can't. I've got to mm. get in there. Um, this film is phenomenal. It's really? so it's so good, dude. Like, if you like these apes films, like if you like the first one. You'll probably like the second one. If you like the second one, you'll definitely like this one. Like, Matt Reeves is a great director. Like, I'm actually really excited that he... The, the one thing that I'm excited about with the DC Universe, I'm like, well, they've got a cool director for Batman, so... Yeah. Um, and Christ, is it... Like, they don't they don't hide it. Like, they call it War of Planet of the Apes. Like, there's so much war in it, they must have called it, like, Schindler's Chimps. It, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There are concentration camps with chimps in at some point. Like, wow. It's I not. I don't think I could watch it. Yeah, Maybe and there's. Sad. I mean, there's not really any torture and stuff. Like, it's not torture or whatever, but they're just locked up. But there's a lot, like, the babies are separated and stuff, mm, yeah. so I think you'd struggle. Mm. But, like, it's really beautifully done, and, like, the CG in these things is incredible. Like, considering I couldn't. I went to that Inhumans episode, and they couldn't make a dog look real. Yeah. Seeing how real- realistic <laughs> these apes look is fantastic. And, like, Steve Zahn does the voice of one of the chimps. Who's Steve Zahn? Um, I'm trying to think what you would have seen him in. He was an evil woman. But he's been in like, bigger stuff than that. Um, he, he was in... Um, if it's who I'm thinking of, did you ever see Sahara? Yes, he was in Sahara. No. Um, you, He's like comic relief guy. Like oh, best okay. friend comic relief guy. Yeah. That's his <laughs> shtick. So he's in Captain Fantastic as well. I'm just trying to see. Like, there's nothing... In my head, I have a voice. But I can't project that voice. I'm looking at all of the these movies movie. and I know you haven't Can seen... I see a picture of him? Okay. I think I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like all these movies I'm looking at the, are none of these things that I, I don't think you've seen any of these That's things. okay. I just need to see a picture of him. Yeah. Um, but he does the voice of one of the apes and he's so good in it. Like, it's... It's incredible. Like, it's... It's not exhausting the way some war films can be. Um, Woody Harrelson is really good. And I know that people are like, Woody Harrelson's always good. No, no, he's no, not. He's like not. he's very hit and miss. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like I think when he's in stuff that he believes in, or like stuff that he can like, kind of sink his teeth into, he's really good. But like those Hunger Games films, I'm like, come on, yeah. dude. Like yeah. that terrible wig. That was now, a phone in. Yeah, like mm. now you see me too. I haven't seen the first one, but I yeah, imagine yeah, it's now you see me too. Yeah. Half the performance he did in that first one, like we had yeah. a weird, mm-hmm. like curly wig on. And in stuff. the second one, he plays like his own oh, twin, yeah. and it's just that's never shit. works. That's yeah. never fucking works. No. <laughs> you know, Why like, what about the clumps? Work um, it's worked once. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, awesome. It's really good. I have it. I've got it. Yeah. I own it. Uh, it's ready to go. Um, yeah, I bought it. Just haven't seen the second one either, so. Yeah, I've got, like, all the Ace films, so if you want to borrow them, man, like, I've got them. No, I've got them. Yeah. Did you hear me? No, sorry, you, you sorry. He's got them, alright? Oh, sorry. I have them in my possession. Um, so, yeah, really good. Um, and, like, a really nice, like, end to, to the trilogy, because I don't think they'll do any more now, I think that's it, they're done. Yeah. And there's one thing, I don't know whether they said in the second one or not, have you seen the original Apes films? No, I've only seen the Mark Wahlberg one. Okay. And... So, like, in the original one, there's an ape called Cornelius, which you probably know that much. Like, it's kind of a pretty, like, well-known character at this point. And he's the one who discovers the men, the humans, and, like, tries to, like, kind of, uh, like, kind of talk with them or whatever. There's this nice little shout-out. I can't remember if they did it in Dawn or not, but they definitely did it in War, where you find out that Caesar's 
second child's name is Cornelius. So, like, he is the one that we'll eventually meet. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's really cool. Like, I really mm. like that. So, um, spoilers, I guess. That film's been out for so long now. Like, it was, mm. it's been and gone in cinemas on DVD. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, really great. I'd give it... I give it. I would give it. I can sense nine you do decibels here. Nine vials. Oh, really? Of eight madness. Oh. And you'll get that. Like, there's a really, there's a really cool subplot as to why the humans are fighting the apes. Where I was like, oh my god, I kind of, I kind of get that. Mm. Um, it's real, and like, and it gives Woody Harrelson's character some really good motive. Um, and that's all I'm saying. But oh, it's so good. But nine out of ten. It was, yeah, really good. Okay, time to dive into some trailers. We need some trailer trash, perhaps. Listen to that trash. It's so trashy. Um, we literally sat down and watched a ton of trailers before this show because a bunch came out in the last couple of days and I haven't had a chance to watch them yet. There is one that we need to talk about, but we'll save that until the end. Um, so how about... Did anyone watch the Jessica Jones teaser? No. No. Um, it's more of the same. Did it tease much? Not really. I think they showed Kilgrave in it. I can't remember. Last time I saw him, he had a really rubbery neck. Yeah. Well, people are speculating that maybe it's like hallucinations. Mm. Um, but what I really like is that the deal, like, she's kind of going through, like, the first season, I guess, she kind of dealt with PTSD from being with, like, being with him for so long. And now this seems to deal with the fallout of both the instance from Defenders and also being known as a superpowered hero was killed because spoilers at the end of Jessica Jones she kills Kilgrave mm. um, so it's a lot of that kind of like she's kind of dealing with the um, the fallout of that but there's a lot of her like taking photos and walking around and like, yeah. like stuff we used to and also at one point <clears throat> someone says to her with great power comes great responsibility which is a nice little nod to the universe mm. and she goes if you say that again I'm going to throw up <laughs> I really liked um I was always in for this. First season rocks. I'm down for this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, the next trailer we watched, uh, to get, the first one we watched together, was for a little independent filmmaker you might have heard of called Steven Spielberg. Hmm. Uh, and the movie is called Ready Player One. Looked great. Yeah, like the first trailer I saw was kind of like, I don't really know what this is about. I guess it was a teaser. Now that they've kind of laid out a bit more story, I'm so into yeah. this film. It looks great. I mean, I'm kind of done with dystopian futures where young adults must uh, save humanity or whatever. Probably make some sacrifices along the way. Yeah, but... but Make friends, build teams. Yeah, but that does look really awesome. I think the inclusion of, like, really well-known IP actually kind of benefits a little bit. Like, I wasn't sure. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, so Star Wars is in this and Iron yeah. Giant's in this and like... But actually, yeah, like, I mean, looks cool. There's still, like, not much to say from that trailer. Like, they kind of set up the premise yeah. of, like, this is where we are. Um... The idea of like there being money, mm. like like money's a good inspiration, like for anything, yeah. I guess. Um, although there was a line where it's kind of like, all right, and it's kind of like he's like, we can be better than this. We can save Oasis. I'm like, uh, so like he's not yeah. gonna try and get the money. He's yeah, gonna try yeah. to like, but um, still, uh, you know what? <coughs> it looks good. Like visual, the visuals are stunning. Like, and this is a film that has so much CG. It could go so wrong so easily. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Looks very probably, villainous. I don't know, he's a bit of a hero. Everything I've seen him in has been a hero <laughs> overall. Uh, I actually watched a movie with him in recently called Una. He's, it's really good. Yeah. It's got him and Rooney Mara. Yeah, yeah, I see that on the DVD shelves all the time. Yeah, it's about like this, you know what, it's essentially about a guy who like, slept with an underage girl, like the repercussions of that, but it's a really like intense watch and like he's totally good mm. in it. He's uh, a great actor. Yeah. I just I, worry that he's 
just cast as a villain now, you know, like... Well, I haven't seen Mississippi Grind, but apparently that's really good, and it just looks like he's like a gambler in that, mm. so I don't know. Um, but I dig him. Um, the next trailer we watched was, I think, probably Nick's biggest pick for 2018, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Which I'd totally forgotten that there was, there was going to be another Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, because I am... Um... the person who always told me about the Jurassic Park movies, I don't see that person anymore. This is one of the students from my old school. Well, just like before we get into this trailer, which we will, we will get into this trailer, um, how did everyone feel? I really liked Jurassic World, I thought. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I actually re-saw it yesterday or today. Oh, it's fresh. yesterday yeah. or today. Like, Only a part of it mm. because they were showing the kids because it's end of the year and why yeah, teach yeah, the yeah. kids when you can show them movies. Look, I wasn't a big Jurassic Park kid. Like, I wasn't a big dinosaurs kid, mm. but I did see the first one probably when I was a teenager, which is still way late for yeah. like Jurassic Park. Uh, and then I didn't really see the sequels. I maybe I saw a little bit of two. Is two the one where the T-Rex is in the city? Mm, I've literally city only yeah. seen the first one and Jurassic World. I feel like the second one, they kind of King Kong and they bring the T-Rex back to like California or something. Yeah. Or New York. But it's the, like, um, <laughs> what is it called? Um, Space Ape Goes to Summer Camp or something <laughs> like that. The Simpsons? Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so like the, the sequel is notoriously not very good. I thought it was the most ideal sequel. Like, this makes sense. Like, 20 years later, they've, it's open, they've got it running, and, like, now it is everything that it was intended to be, and then things go wrong. Like, I dug it. I don't know if we need a sequel to Jurassic World, and, Christ, this trailer looks messy. Mm. Well, I would just... I'll quickly jump in, and i just say, like, the Jurassic World was just a... It wasn't a really... It was a rebranding, I guess, but, like, I'm not buying that it's, like... That the story needed to be continued. They just remade the first one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um, didn't see how the story needs to be heroes, continued from Jurassic World. New, very attractive heroes. Mm. You yeah. Know I, mean? I mean, I agree with you, but like in a world where they're going to, out of all the sequels they made, that made the most sense to me. Mm. Like, it was kind of yeah. like, and I guess it is kind of a Force Awakens versus New Hope but type situation. But my big thing but... has always been, and this is just the, the, the cynic, um, not seeing this as a movie, but seeing this as real life kind of person why would you go to an island island not like monster peninsula like in in simpsons um why would you go to an island full of dinosaurs when you know in the past the dinosaurs have escaped mm, mm. why would you take that risk yeah. well i think in the film people didn't know that it was a it was a incident that no one knew about oh, okay. um okay. and if i was a member of the general public and i didn't know Totally, in a heartbeat, yeah. I would. Did, did mm. the insurance company know about it? Mm. Like, I would go... Like, I would, like, the same way that I would go to the zoo. Like, there's a point... Because wasn't zero, there a zero, point where the kid was like... Didn't the kid go, oh, you know, that was ages ago. It's totally safe now. I mean, something. you watched it more recently than me, so maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But I didn't see that part. Like, yeah. you, like, you know, like, there's a very small... Like, there's a percentage, a chance, a very, very small chance. There's a chance you go to the zoo and a lion will get out and eat you. Mm. But super that's small. True. So, yeah, like... Yeah. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if there's a di- like, there's a dinosaur zoo, yeah. yeah, absolutely, I'm going. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I suppose, and oh. then you can say that in your life you've seen dinosaurs. Yeah, but to to have to go back to drag uh, old mates back to the island because a volcano is erupting. Yeah, I that I just, thought that pr- was you just a want bit to shit. make money. That's all. Yeah. You, you know what? Just like I will go see the film if they're honest and just be like, we're gonna put a trailer up. Can we just have some money? We've made a new film. Yeah. That's yeah. what I prefer. I have three issues with it. 
The first issue is that, <clears throat> that the premise is literally like... Save the dinosaurs. We have to save yeah, the dinosaurs yeah. now. The second is that if you were going to make a dinosaur island, why would you make it an active volcano? Yes. Okay. Which I feel like, like wasn't addressed. That's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. Is there any chance of solar raft? Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll find oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, if you're making an island of dinosaurs, yeah. fucking make an island. Yeah. Don't just go, oh, we'll go to this one and just hope that it's, was you know, it, um, blah, blah, blah. Was it inferred there was a volcano there in the first movie? I don't remember that. No. Like, it makes sense this to me. Start, like, but start... I, I, all islands are volcanoes, aren't they? No, I don't think so. Not all islands. Like, maybe. stylistically to me, like, if I was designing a dinosaur island, I'd be like, yeah, there should be a volcano. Not an active one. But yeah, yeah. like, that, yeah. Should, that looks prehistoric. Yeah. Put a volcano in the middle. Build a volcano. Yeah, like... fucking man, make it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Control like, eruptions. Exactly. Um, and third is that this movie is just going to be like two and a half hours of animals dying. Yeah. And I can't yeah. deal with it. Which, that. to be fair, in that first... And I know they're fake, but I can't deal with it. Let's be fair, in that first, that, that last one, when they did the, they recreated the reveal of the brontosauruses, but they were all like dead. Oh my God. That was the clip that I saw like today yeah. or yesterday. And like, I didn't even was watching the movie. Yeah. I was just saw that clip and already I was yeah. like, my heart was like, obviously very sad, but like that was such an effective moment. Like that's a cool shot. Like it's, it's sad, but it's like, cause they're like, this dinosaur's a killer for sport. I'm like, yeah. that bruiser, like, that's great. Like, so I dug, dug yeah. that as much as you can. But yeah, this is just like dinosaurs running off cliffs yeah. and like drowning. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like the storming of Normandy yeah. with dinosaurs. Yeah. I'm just poor things. They'll just be trying to escape the fire. I think there are ways this film could have been cool. Like I think bringing Jeff Goldblum back. If what if I wasn't so suspicious of producers, I'd be like, that's a cool move. But I feel like they're just like, look, he was huge in Thor just now. Like yeah. put him in because nostalgia is big and people yeah. will love that. Yeah. But I guarantee you that's the only scene he's in. Yeah. Like that trailer moment where he's in the courtroom or whatever, that's the only scene he's yeah, in, I betcha. Yeah. Um, if they had a suck of their guns, because there's a weird moment in the trailer where you hear like a violin and it's like a horror movie, mm. and then like it just doesn't pay Is off that moment, like you don't see anything else. Yeah. Like if they were for more of a horror vibe, or like there's that bit where you, like you see um, Chris Pratt like reunites with his friend the dinosaur Blue, mm. um, and it goes to attack him, there's no way he's getting hurt in that film. If they, if they, if Chris Pratt had spent half that film with no arm, mm. I'm in. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you like put stakes in it, he being... almost wasn't going to be in the movie. Oh, really? He'd like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the kid that I was talking to about this, he was massively into Jurassic Park, um, and dinosaurs and everything. It's all he ever spoke about. And he was telling me how, yeah, like Chris Pratt has pulled from um, the new Jurassic Park movie, and he's not doing it, and he's mm. like expecting like a whole bunch of money and all this kind of stuff like that. So clearly, like. They must yeah. have paid him out to be well, in this. Well, you know why? Because mm. it was Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, Jurassic right. World, mm. Passengers, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been non-stop for the last few years, and that's one of the reasons why he got to pull us, yeah. like, because just, you know, he couldn't, like, maintain that schedule and that mm. life and everything. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, look, the one saving grace is Chris Pratt, isn't it? So, like, yeah, yeah. and he's, ne- I was going to say he's never not good, but Magnificent Seven is tough. Um, oh! <laughs> I found that to be a real snooze. Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, but that's okay. Like, we all have different opinions. See you later. <laughs> nah. Um... You're like, if, if... What was the thing you said before you you would quit the podcast? Oh, is it Hugh Jackman to get nominated? Yeah. yeah. If, Hugh... if, he didn't get, if he doesn't get anything... Yeah. If he comes out of this award season with a big fat donut, like, what, does, what do you have to do to win an award? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the first, the Jurassic World reboot, 
it was missing that bit of magic which would make me care about a film. I don't know if it's because I'm loving intergalactic villains now mm. who are like have a bit of agency themselves and like can speak. And so a dinosaur to me is just very basic. Mm. It's like it's a just a threat, uh, like a prehistoric threat. Mm. Yeah. It's like, uh, and also like. <clears throat> a dinosaur isn't a villain. Like, it's not evil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's incidental. Like, I mean, like, Nazi dinosaurs? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you... If well, the, the one that they created was... Yeah, and I'm, I'm not that's that, that, like, raptor... That, the Indominus Rex? Yeah, or yeah like, whatever the one, because it was, like, super yeah. smart and stuff like that. Mm. But it's just, like... Like, if... <laughs> if but fall- the real villain is the humans in it. Yeah. That's if, the whole if point. If Fallen Kingdom is the, like, the volcano erupts, and then we find, like, a secret underground lair... And a revived Hitler comes up oh, on like yeah, I'm in for on that. a Nazi Velociraptor. Yes, yeah. I am in. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think what the whole point of it is is that it's um, um, human beings feeling feeling guilt because what's happened is they've just gone fuck you then and mm. abandoned all the dinosaurs. Yeah, and then they feel guilty for the mess that they've made, and yeah. they're like because they are actually the villains. Yeah, I mean, look. It's, when you told me the trailer was... Because like, before we sat down, Nick was like, I have an opinion on this trailer, I'm not going to tell you, but we'll talk about it on the show. And I watched this trailer and was like, oh, I think he loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, that's, it's, it's weird, man. Like, and I was looking for... Like, when I heard they were doing a second one, I'm like, oh, I don't need it, but cool, I like that person. Let's go yeah. again. And I was just like, what a, who's the director? Who is the person responsible for this monstrosity? <laughs> um, it's definitely not going to be Colin Trevorrow, because he's... Out of a job after he got fired from Star Wars. J.A. Bayona. Um, ah, he's done, like, good movies. Like, The Orphanage, The Impossible, A Monster Calls. This, he does Penny Dreadful. This guy's done some really good stuff. Well, I guess at some point you have to bomb, so... I mean, look, it hasn't come out yet. No, you're right. But... You know, we are speculating. Like, it could be great. Yeah, it could, but I just... It's just not a good... Like, if that's... Just in a, a completely unnecessary sequel to me. Yeah. Like, it almost feels like a generic, like, like, what's that? Like, it feels like kind of like White House Down or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, meets yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just... Snakes on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like they're cheapening. Jurassic Park does have a lot of nostalgia, for definitely for our generation as well, because we all saw that when we were, like, between 15. 10 and 15. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, Well, that movie came out when I was five, but I definitely didn't see it when I was a teenager. Yeah. yeah um, but, like... You're just cheapening it because these mean these films mean nothing. They're just to quite use that. It's like a summer blockbuster. Yeah, and I know that the last one did make a lot of money, but you know, like it feels to be going the same way of like the Dark Universe, mm. where like we have a name and an actor, so let's make it yeah. and it'll make money. But it's like I don't think like students still don't understand. Like people go because they want to be entertained. Yeah, like don't throw a bunch of computer up there and like it's work. Like ugh. anyway. Let's move on because we've got a lot to talk about and we've been going for over an hour already. Um, the next trailer we watched was for the new Robert Rodriguez film. I'm a big Robert Rodriguez fan and this will have the most un-Robert Rodriguez film I've ever seen. It's called Alita Battle Angel. Oh yeah. Um, and basically, I can't tell you the premise other than that it kind of looks like iRobot a little bit. Yeah, just like, with or, like an anime girl. Sort of a ghost in the shell kind of thing. Yeah, well. like that. Like, I thought could... you didn't like Ghost in the Shell. No, it's not good. I didn't. I don't like either version. I watched the anime recently. Not good. <laughs> I mean, maybe not good. Maybe it is good, but it's just not, I'm just clearly not into anime. 
But yeah, like everyone's like kind of. Christoph Waltz finds these robot parts and makes a girl, and she looks human, but her eyes are really big. Yeah, weird. And right? she has like ceramic arms, and there's yeah. other robots. There's a cool scene where she's like fighting this guy, and like all these tendrils started coming yeah. out of him. I was digging that. Um, I have no idea what this film is. But I like the trailer. Mm. Like, I think I'm in. Yeah, uh, looks okay. It's got like a real um, kind of not Matrix, but like everything kind of inspired the Matrix. So it does have a bit of an anime anime vibe to it. But, like, it does feel like a little like Ghost in the Shell and, and that sort of stuff. But again, I like those Ghost in the Shell trailers. So mm. you know, if and Rodriguez, I trust. I really like him. He's never steered me wrong, except for Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Um, so I feel like, you know, like it's probably going to be all right, but it's very different. Like his film is always like big and explosion and jokes and Mexicans. Like <laughs> that's his staple. Like that's what he does. Um, and this is so refined and polished and mm. almost like it almost like, felt a bit Blade Runner-ish as well. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know what to make of it. That trailer it was, it was very ambiguous as to any sort of plot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's just a teaser, so we'll probably get more, but I don't know. I haven't seen one of his films in a while, so I'd like to watch it. Um, two more trailers. We watched a trailer for the new Spider-Man movie, not Homecoming. This isn't an MCU film. This is a Sony-produced animated film called Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse, or Into the Spider-Verse. Um, it was pretty short. It was like a minute and 20 seconds or something, and it was just kind of like this weird animation. I don't know. Like It was a mixture of 2D and 3D, like... I can't tell if it's good animation or not, like because mm. it's very stylized and like almost like cell shading, like. Um, but as far as I know, like it's Miles Morales is our main character, the um, African American Hispanic Spider Man, and he meets Peter Parker. And apparently, it's like a world full of Spider Man, so we'll probably see like, every different version. Um, which I guess in a world where we have a Lego Batman movie, like give me a multiverse of Spider Man yeah. characters, like go for it. Um, so yeah, I don't know what to make of it yet, but looks fine. Yeah, look look pretty good. Um, and then we saw this trailer, um, it came out a little while ago, we kind of forgot about it, um, this, I don't know if I'm even going to watch it anymore, like, it looks a bit dodgy, it's called Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. I've only seen that trailer about six or seven times now. <laughs> that trailer came out on my birthday, and it was the best gift I could get, really, like, Marvel really looked out for me. Yeah. Um. Wow. Holy Christ, mm. I know I said it a lot, but. It was a perfect note of drama and, like, hype building. Like, there's no oh. jokes in this trailer. Like, yeah. it feels like... It... Except that I get that man a shield. Yeah. Well, that's become a joke, but I don't think it's meant to be a joke. Like, uh, I think it's been more of a rallying moment in the trailer. Um, it looks pretty incredible, dude. And, like, the amount of characters that you see on the screen. Mm. Like, the only people you don't really see are, like, Hawkeye and Ant-Man, I think. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair... And he gives a shit about them. Yeah, well... I mean, that... I, I think Hawkeye's... Dabbling with retirement in Civil War, isn't he? Or well, he comes out of retirement to fight in the Civil War. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, Hawkeye. If not this film, the next Avengers film, he's dead, right? Like he's yeah. he's got nothing left to do. And like they, keep... if, they, if they need, if they ever need a little like emotional punch, he's like yeah. the first one. Yeah. Um, it look. I mean, we haven't even talked about it. Like we're just kind of like like reacting to how we yeah. feel about it. It looks great, man. Like, they've done a really good job. Like, the narration and getting every different character to, like, do a bit of the narration works really well. Um, Tony Stark's got, like, a new um, uh, arc reactor now. It's, like, a weird, like, squared-off triangle thing. Um, seeing Doctor... Like, just seeing heroes we've never seen together on screen. Yeah. Well, I've seen Doctor Strange and Hulk, or Banner, and Iron Man in the same scene. It's like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Seeing Thor and the Guardians in the same scene. Really cool. Seeing, um... 
I think it was Bachi, I was going to say Bucky and Black Panther, we've seen them together before, so whatever. But there's like a scene where like people, like everyone's charging at the screen, it's like Black Panther and Captain America, because he's not Captain America anymore, and Falcon swooping yeah. and War Machine. Hulk's there. in the background. Hulk's there, it's just like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I can't even think what, presumably that's in Wakanda. Yes. I think someone was saying there's only two locations in that trailer. It's New York and Wakanda, and that's yeah. it. Um, it does have a giant floating ring in the sky, mm. which is never exciting for these films, but I think that's just a portal. I think it's just to get Thanos to yeah. Earth. Um, and speaking of Thanos, he looks great. Yeah, I I was wondering how they were going to do that, because mm. in the, when they first introduced him, he looked a little cartoonish. Little cartoonish. Very purple. Very purple, mm. yeah. Um, and, yeah very, and I think also because they didn't have an actor. Like the first time we saw him, there was no actor. It was just a CGI creation. And the second time we saw him was when he got the gauntlet out. Mm. Oh, no, we saw him in, uh, at the end of uh, Age of Ultron and in Guardians. And by that point, Josh Brolin had been cast, but it was more just a CGI effect with his voice. But this thing looks... Pretty close to real. Mm. Like, as much as you can imagine what a giant titan purple alien humanoid could look like. Mm. Yeah. They got it pretty close. Mm. Yeah. There was a few things that definitely raised some questions this trailer. So, mm. we saw um, Wanda. Is that her name? Was yeah, it? Wanda, yeah. Wanda and Vision, but it was actually Paul Bettany. Yeah, with so human skin. I'm wondering if that's a just a... Like a dream, a dream or something. Or something yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, but also remember, like in um, Age of Ultron, when Vision's born and he sees Thor has the cape, he just creates that of nothing. Mm. So maybe he just cre- learned to create skin. Like maybe he's just like mm. he create an illusion. Yeah. Um, but interesting. Okay, but she also looked different. She didn't have her like well, she red has... hair. She had like blondie hair. Well, maybe they've gone into hiding. Like maybe yeah. after the events of Civil War, they're like, let's get out of here. Yeah, that's true. So maybe he's created like a. Because lots of people look different. Like Cap's got a beard and he's not mm. wearing the Captain America uniform yeah. anymore. Scarlett Johansson looks very strange. Like, she's got blonde hair. Um, and for some reason, even though she's been blonde in most movies, maybe she's like thinner in the face or something. She looks very different mm. to me. Um, Do we see any actual Iron Man? Yes, at one point, um, Thanos punches him down. Oh, okay. Uh, he also throws Spider-Man down, uh, which is Spidey Sense with his yeah. hairs raising, which is mm. cool. Um, There's a shot... Can we see the Hulk-busting armor? Yeah, a couple of times. And someone was saying they think that because of the way the Hulk-bust arm was moving, that it's not Tony in there, mm. it's the Hulk in there. Yeah. They think maybe the Hulk is wearing armor, which is... I mean, we saw him do it in Thor, so why not? Yeah. Um, what else we see? This is weird scene... Not weird, but it's just, I, I don't know what it is. But we see Thor in a giant circle pulling things. Yeah. And someone was saying that he's inside the cell of a star or something, and he's trying to create a new Mjolnir. Oh, really? I don't know if that's true. Well, like, that's what someone said. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, mm. I'd go for that. Yeah, sure. Like, why not? <clears throat> um, what else do we see? Like, there's some stuff that was in the leaked trailer from Comic-Con that wasn't in there. Like, there's this really cool scene uh, in the leaked bit where, like, at one point... Um, Doctor Strange is making all these platforms and Star Wars jumping from platform to platform and shooting at Thanos. That wasn't in there because they didn't really... Sh- the, their big reveal of this was the Guardians are in yeah, this, yeah. which we all knew. But um, Yeah, and... Um, we see Thor with his one eye. Like They finally revealed that because that wasn't in the original footage either because Thor hadn't come out. Yeah. Um, and we saw Vision potentially losing the stone. The mind yeah. stone, yeah. Um, and we and also... Hence dying as well. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to... Well, in the comics, yeah, like Thanos just tears him apart, like shreds him. But it wasn't Thanos doing anything. It all, it almost looked like Loki's scepter. Yeah, it did look like that. And we do see Loki handing the Tesseract to someone, 
It's got to be Thanos, right? Like, I thought he turned a corner. I don't know. No, I, I don't think he can. I, I think he's loyal to whoever's most going to protect him. Mm. Uh, and, like, it seems like... Because he was with the Grandmaster for the longest time in Thor, even. And then, like, suddenly, like, Thor was turned to He was like, yeah, he's my brother. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think Loki will ever, like, truly be good. We probably will to the end of Loki. I think Thanos will kill Loki in this. Mm. Um, what else do we see? I'm just trying to think of anything else in the trailer that we might have missed. Um, well, yeah, we see Thanos, some of Thanos' children. We see... Uh, it's not Corvus Glaive. I think it's Proxima Midnight. The one who's... Um, the one who throws the spear, I think. Like, someone throws a spear at Cap and he catches it in the shadow. Yeah, the very the first time we see Captain America, I think that's Proxima Midnight, who's one of the four or five of Thanos' children. Yeah, um, so that was cool. And then there's these weird alien things. I don't know what they are. They kind of look like his army. For... Yeah, they kind of look like the aliens out of Star- Starship, Tri- Starship Troopers, mm. like the weird bug dog things. That's yeah. what they look like. Um, I don't care. That's cool. Like it's cooler than the Chitori. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what else. Look, that score, man. Hearing that Avengers yeah, theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's this film looks great, man. And look, you know, we've seen a lot of great Marvel trailers that have turned out to be maybe not as good. Mm. Um, like there've been a few films that like looked really good, and the, the films have maybe been less than what we thought they were. This looks solid. Like I'm sure there'll be jokes in it, but I'm glad they went for a serious tone. Like I don't want, yeah. like as much as I love those Thor trailers, that's not what I want for Infinity War. I want to see, I want to see like like no one's having a good time in the trailer. Like it doesn't look like anyone's gonna win. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like. Yeah. And we need that from a villain. Like, as much as, you know, Vulture was a good villain, and Ego was a pretty good villain, and Loki's been a good villain, it's nice to see something that seems unstoppable. Yeah. And we even see him. Like, he's got the gauntlet. Why we drop some stones in it? Mm. Uh, it's, yeah. um... It's a few months... It's four months away for us. Yeah. End of April. So, we've got a little while to go still. And we've got Black Panther before that. But I'm in now. Like, yeah, this is great. It's phenomenal. And, um... And we, yeah, we did touch on it briefly, but that reveal right at the end when Thor's like, and who are you guys? Yeah. And it's the uh, the Guardians. Mm-hmm. We see teenage Groot, so he's a little bit more grown up yeah. at this point. Um, and yeah, I feel like, did Starlet have that much facial hair last time? I feel like he's got a really distinctive mustache this time. Hmm. Maybe they'll remove it with CG like they did Superman. Yeah, we got a real creepy upper lip kind yeah, of Yeah, he did, didn't he? Um, yeah, I'm in, man. Like, yeah. like, not that I needed to announce it. Like, I think... The minute we started this podcast, people knew I was in for Infinity yeah. War. Um, we'll start the road to Infinity War very shortly, actually. I've been doing that myself. I've been watching already? Yeah. Because we'll talk about them, but uh, I found out apparently if you want to watch every Marvel film up until the release, you have to do one a week, and that will get you exactly to the release. Okay. But we're going overseas for like a month at some point, so <laughs> mm. we'll have to watch a few yeah, before yeah. and a few after to catch up. Yeah, and to be honest, I reckon a couple could be skipped over. I don't want to skip. I'll view everything. In it. I'll watch everything. Um, but yeah, good times, man. Mm, mm. Good times to be had. That is all the trailer trash, guys. Which means we've been going for an hour and a half. No, not quite an hour and a half. I was mm. trying to go through this quickly. Um, we still have a little topic to do. El Topico. Uh, or as I had to refer it, let's play Pass the Remote. Because that's kind of what we do. We kind of <laughs> pass the topic around to each yeah. other. Well done. Um, so for our 30th episode, to celebrate 30 episodes of Past the Remote, I was like, what are we going to do? And I said to Tim, I'm like, you know, like, people refer to it as like, your dirty 30s, so why don't we like talk about, no, I did tell you this, because you, I just said dirty 30s just now. No, no, I told you this like two weeks ago, and you scoffed, because then I was like, maybe we could talk about like our favourite dirty movies, and you're like, oh yeah, "Mm, see, (laughs) and to be fair, I wasn't a fan of it either, but I had nothing, 
And then I was like, what if we just do, instead of like a regular, we'll do 30 something. We'll find 30 moments yeah. that we really like. And then it was like 30 each. I'm like, well, not 30 each, it's a lot. Um, but seeing we do five each, normally that's 15. So I was like, well, we just crank it up to 10. So what we decided to do is the 30 greatest moments of movie and television. And then we realized that greatest or best is subjective. So it's more 30 favorite. But this is like 30 just strong, awesome moments from anything. There's no real rules to this yeah. except that half have to be from TV, half have to be from movie. And overall, we'll have 30. And the only other rule was have backups because I don't want to like have less than 30. So yeah. basically what we've ended up doing is we've just written down things that we like from movies yeah. and TV. I, so it's got nothing to do with 30 because we've done more than 30. Yeah. Um, Only as backups. They're not yeah. the best moments. They're just ones that but we generally out, like. Yeah, but that's what I, I went with. Just yeah. pure gut. Just like I thought of like what am, what do I always consider my favourite movies or my favourite TV shows? And I'm like, well, they're there for a reason. Mm. What's the moment I think of in that TV show that I'm like, that's the biggest moment? And I go, bang. Yeah. So that's how I approached well, it. I really struggled because when I was thinking of this, it was 10 minutes before we started and I had a headache and I couldn't think of movies that I liked mm. or like pinnacle moments. Mm. So I have some things, but I don't know how great they are. That's okay. We'll start with you. I think I feel like there's probably a moment that we all share on this list. I feel okay. like probably. But since mm. we're not ranking them. There's no ranking. It's just 30 great moments. Okay. And are we starting with movie or starting with TV? You can I start think, wherever you like. I think TV. Okay. Start do you want TV. to do all the TV ones first? And I think go. so. Yeah. Okay, okay. Fun. All right. So, uh, I'll just start with the start of my list. Game of Thrones. Two. There's two for Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. The dragon burning. Wait, does this count as one moment? Or this counts, counts as... as one moment. Yeah. Okay, cool. The dragon boning, a uh, boning, oh yeah. my god. Is that in season dragon. seven? Yeah. Dragon. The boning. Yeah. Yeah. Is the burning. The, the feel of flames or whatever? Yes. yes. Okay, oh. cool. And Quality, shame as well. Oh, yeah. Those are two really strong moments. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, when I think Game of Thrones, I think those moments. So even though that's two, that's only one. That's one of 30, guys. Yeah. 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 Um, I agree with both of those. That dragon yeah. scene is phenomenal. Like, that's when that's, this season really turned for me. Like This season, mm. I was really digging. Like, I never, there was never a moment where I was like, yeah, this is taking its time. I know some people had problems with the... There's so many, like her eating the heart and mm. all that sort of but stuff. But that, like that, that, especially that field of fire scene yeah. is so good. <laughs> um, and finally, because then you finally get to see Daenerys, like we talk about like seeing heroes, like characters we like on the screen at the same time, seeing Jamie Lannister and Daenerys encounter each other for the first time is incredible. Mm. Um, I definitely would agree with that. Um, my first TV moment um, is from a little show you might have heard of called Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> and you'll notice a lot of mine are more dialogue-based, I guess because I'm a fan of uh, dialogue. Um, this moment is, uh, it was a pivotal moment at the end, towards the end of season four, and probably one of the greatest monologues I've ever seen in anything. Uh, and it's Tyrion Lannister's I'm on trial for being a dwarf speech, mm. where he's, be, like his father's trying to sentence him to death for... Killing the king, I guess, was that after like yeah, for Joffrey? It's for Joffrey's murder. And he stands up and he's like, "I'm not trial for this. Like, you know very well I wasn't involved in this, but you've always hated me, and um, because you know my birth accidentally killed your wife and my mother and all these things, mm. and you're all bastards. Like, it's a really like mm. I'm doing. I'm not doing justice yeah. at all. Believe me, it's such a great piece of like television. Like even like compared to like cinema, yeah. like it's such a great moment. Um, and the first thing I thought of in TV was this. I'm like, this is yeah. Like, one of my favourite things ever. I would also say that's been really good for Peter Dinklage because I think people now understand just what a, like, 
amazing actor he is. Like, they are lucky to have him on Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, yeah. if you watch the first... I mean, look, and those first three seasons are great, and he's great in them. Oh, season two is golden, fucking vintage Dinklage. Mm. Yeah, like, he's fantastic in all of it, but this is next level. Like, yeah. he was more... For the first season or so, he was kind of like, the funny one, yeah. who, like, just tried, had sex and drank. like, ranking jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, mm. and then, like, you saw him as, like, a strategist, and you're like, okay, he's got some something to him, but this was, like... You saw him as a human. You see him, which you really should. Like, yeah. he's a human being. But, like, he brought pathos yeah. and, like, empathy to this guy. Like, yeah. so strong. So, there was no other choice than on yeah. trial. So, I tried to not double up on anything. Yeah. So, for my Game of Thrones one, it had to be this. Yeah. Well, I'll round out round one with Game of Thrones. <laughs> nice. Uh, for me, when I think of Game of Thrones, I really loved season six. I thought it had so many great moments. And I could have gone with, like, hold the door, anything like that. Mm. Yeah. But I just thought, like... The Battle of the Bastards yes. is half an hour of it redefined to me what TV can be. You mm. fell into the same trap as me. Like, it's less of a moment yeah. and more of, like, a scene or yeah. multiple well, scenes. Well, it's about 40 minutes. Of, yeah. <laughs> but I just thought that one shot where they follow um, Jon Snow through the battle, oh, my God, so good. And just the drama of the end when he, mm. they storm the castle when he beats the shit out of Ramsay. Mm. I just, that is just, oh, it's, so it's just an unbelievable moment. And like I've watched that episode by itself three or four times, and I watched mm. the the um the commentary on the the mm. Blu-ray. Oh, it's phenomenal! And so, it's so tense. Like maybe not since the Mountain, the Viper, have yeah. I been so on edge. Yeah, because well, because John Snow loses that tactics there. Yeah, and we don't know what's going to happen. Like he did get brought back from the dead, and we don't think they're going to kill him off again. But who knows with this show? Yeah. Like, and it gets close. Like, we thought we we're going to lose. Who would we, we thought we were going to lose Tormund? Like the, yeah, yeah. There's so many moments where you think you're going to lose characters you like, and like you lose. I mean, look, I don't care about what's his name, Riddick, not Riddick. That's 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 Vin Diesel. Yeah. Who's the little boy, the little brother? Um, oh. Oh. Um. Um. It's like that though. It's I like Riddick. Yeah. Uh, Bran and and. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, little... Kid who doesn't zigzag. Yeah. Like, no, zigzag. this is going to really annoy me now. Yeah, I'll look it up while you keep talking about it. Like, you're right, it's fantastic. It's so good. Um, um, and the drama of having, like, the people who saved the day, uh, the Knights of the Vale, mm-hmm. and yeah. what that actually means, because it means mm-hmm. they're sort of indebted to Littlefinger now. Mm-hmm. Although that does have an excellent, like, conclusion later mm-hmm. on. Um it's... Eddard? No, it's not Eddard. No. Rickon. Rickon. Okay, right. there we go. He yeah, still Rickon. sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it is maybe the best show on television currently, maybe ever. Maybe ever, I'd say. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, Breaking Bad is one of those shows that's really good, but I think this has got so much more going mm. for it. Like, it's so much more palatable. Like, even for an R-rated, like, very adult mm. show, like, this is the way I sell it. Like, when I ever talk to customers who are like, I don't really like dragons. I'm like, do you like boobs? Because there are a lot of boobs yeah. in this. And if you don't like boobs, which why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, do you like political dramas? That's what this is. It's yeah. a political drama. Yeah. Just set in a Like, this is House world. of Cards, which I haven't watched. Mm. It's House of Cards yeah. with boobs and dragons. Like, yeah. that sounds great. And no Kevin Spacey. So, yeah. everyone wins. Um, nice. Tina? Alright, so my next one. Originally, I had um, the whole final episode. But now I've changed it to one iconic moment within the entire nine years and seasons. Mm-hmm. And that is, No soup for you! Come back! One year! <laughs> so that Seinfeld, Soup Nazi episode, 
That's and a really good pull. I didn't I know, think right? of Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, so originally I had the Seinfeld the final uh, episode. I've never seen that far into Seinfeld. I've oh, okay. only seen about four seasons. Um, um, you're not far off it then. Like, it's going to be soon. Um, yeah, originally I was going to do like the final episode where it all like mm. comes, comes together, together. Which is a great episode. Yeah, but then I thought, no, this is like... When you think Seinfeld, you think Soup Nazi. Yeah, that's so. a great episode. That's a great that moment. Um, cool. <coughs> yeah, I didn't even think of Seinfeld. I uh, definitely thought of Seinfeld. My next one is something that I've referenced so many times on this show. Like, I've probably referenced it on like, every second episode because it's one of my favourite moments in, in television. Like, it's really perfectly acted, really beautiful, always makes me cry. Um, and considering it's like a superhero show as well, like to get that kind of reaction... Um, it's the scene in the finale of Daredevil Season 2 where uh, Matt Murdock says to Electra, let's run away together. Mm. Like they're about to be confronted by like a horde of the hand, like all these ninjas, which sounds so dopey when you say it out loud, but it's so beautiful. Like they've been fighting these guys for like half the season. Like He doesn't know if he trusts her because she's an assassin and he's tried not to kill people. And at the end of it all, he realises that like he can, they can save each other, but they have to get out of it. And then, like, they have to get out of here and like just protect themselves. And the hero in him is like, no, I can't. Like, no, no, no matter how much I love this woman, this is my city and I have to protect mm-hmm. it. And they go out. And the, that whole speech of like him pleading with her, like, don't go out there. Like, they'll kill us. They'll kill us. They'll kill you. Let's be together. And ugh, it's it's perfect. And again, like we talked about Lodi Young. Like, for someone who's had very little screen time in anything, like, her film is very short. Like, it's such an amazing thing. She's so good in it. And Charlie Cox is perfect mm. in it. Like, so it's got to be the let's run away together scene. Yeah, yeah, good scene. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mine, I don't think either of you have seen Peaky Blinders at this point. Only one episode, yeah. so... Okay, so um, mine is from the end of season two. So I'll just skim over the details so it doesn't spoil too much. But basically, the, the Peaky Blinders go to this rival, like a, a racetrack or a rival <clears throat> gang controls it and stuff and they win the day basically and Tommy Shelby <clears throat> is like a hero but he gets taken away by like the police who are actually like on the payroll and it's just him and they take him out to this field out like in the middle of nowhere and he's basically digging his own grave and it gets to the point where he's on his knees and they're about to shoot him and it is the most tense claustrophobic ending to a season I've ever seen and mm. you just think like oh they're ending the show here this is it. The, the Piggy Blinders have won they've been successful He's he's gonna die. That's how they finish the show. And well, I said it's a red wedding type situation. And he doesn't die. And I mm. won't tell you how it goes down. But he's he's dead. Like you think he's just dead. Mm. And yeah. He doesn't. And he's just the I like. I literally was. I remember the first time I watched it was like I was would have been watching in my room. So I probably was like laying on my bed. And I literally just like I sat up mm. to just like watch this final scene because I'm mm. like they're not gonna kill him. And it is just phenomenal TV. So. Mm. Nice. I can't recommend it enough. Beautiful. Right. Well, my next one is one that we are all familiar with. Okay. And it all comes down early. to one woman's acting. Cool. That was my next one, so I'm glad yep. it's came <laughs> And it's just that little smile and that... I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Oh, when so Jim asks Pam to go out on yeah. a date with her. Yeah. And it's just so... Oh, like, like she epitomizes that feeling so well that we have all mm. felt so well. Like, just you look at her and you don't, 
you don't see acting there. Mm. You see... A woman in love. A woman mm. in love and finally shit's working out for her. Mm. Sort yeah. of thing. It is, and it's yeah. just so well yeah. done. It's the culmination of everything the first three seasons, but like all of that episode have built up to. Mm. Like it's all like the glances and looks mm. and like the games they've played. Like yeah. not like yeah. not crappy games, like they're messing with each other, like they've you know, getting on in the office and stuff and everything they've had to go through. And yeah, she like I mean look John Krasinski's great in it as well, but it's mm. that reaction. Like, mm. And like, it always yeah. makes me cry. Like Every time yeah, I no, always right. gloss over. Yeah. Um, I even like thinking about it, like I'm getting emotional about that yeah, scene. But no, right. the only problem with that scene is it is literally the beginning of the end of that show for me. Like, it mm. really, like, that's the last Because the whole the... point of the show is to the will they, won't they? Yeah, well, I mean, there's that, but also, like, once they get together, like, season four, like, sucks. Mm. Like, I really dislike season four. Like, you got. Meredith getting hit by the car. Like, there's just some really bad episodes in there. It'll be a very good day. Very good. Yeah, and five, five is better. Like, season five is better. Like, it, like, kicks off a season that I'm not a fan of, but that mm. moment is, is beautiful. I'm sure yeah, that was... Gold. At least, yeah, I assume you were going to contemplate putting that on your list. It's uh, Well, I was going to do a double... Mm. Oh, cool. So you still have room. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, like, I, that's a great moment. Um... I went with another sitcom moment, another one that makes me um, tear up as well. And I was trying to think, like, like is this good enough? Like, because it's one of those things where we're like, we're like, we even keeping count of how many we're up to now? Um, yeah, that was your. This is like our third. That was your number three. That was your number three. I have to do my number three. So yeah. So now we're, we're up to yours. Is number eight. It's okay as long as we don't double up. We'll be fine. We don't have to worry about keeping count. Um, the system. No, but we have more than thirty. No, no. So you only go to five on each of your lists. Unless someone like if, so, if like if you because oh, okay. you said that, I've now taken that off my list, and my next okay. one comes up. Mm. So we'll be okay. Just don't cross five. Um, so I went another like heartfelt moment of sitcom, and yeah, I wasn't sure this was like worthy enough. But uh, every time I think about it, like it makes me smile, it makes me get emotional. It's just like a really beautifully acted moment from a character that doesn't show emotion ever, really. And that is, it's more than a scene. It's more, it's a couple of scenes, but it's the moment in the middle of the final season of Parks and Rec where Ron reveals why he's angry with Leslie. Mm. So like, there's this whole... Have you watched all of Parks and Rec? Yeah. yeah, no. So in the final season, like it jumps ahead a couple of years and you find out that like not all is well anymore in the Parks and Rec building. Like That department's kind of gone now. And, like Leslie's like on a campaign like to be um, like in the government and Ron doesn't work there anymore. He's got like, his own building... Like he's got like a, a carpentry business or whatever. Called Very Good <laughs> Building Yeah, yeah Very Good Building Company, yeah. And, like, they hate each other, and you don't understand what's going on. And eventually, um, in this episode, they get... It's a bottle episode, but it's the best version of a bottle episode. The same way, like, the community bottle episode is really good. Mm. They just lock them in a room, and they have to essentially, like, kind of talk it through. And, like, first they don't want to talk, and um, they just kind of get all, like, kind of grumpy or whatever. But eventually, you see the story of what happened in that time between season six and seven. And we got them to, the, to that point. And, again, like, he's this character who's very stoic. He's always kind of... Doesn't really like to talk about his feelings. Doesn't want to talk about anything really. He just kind of sits there and comments, and so beautifully done. And like the emotion you get from so little, because even then he doesn't really emote. Oh, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't even really emote. Like he just kind of says the facts. And Leslie kind of does the heavy lifting by like putting it all together. But it's such a beautiful moment. And when it ends with him playing the saxophone. Yeah, and they get really drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it and it's also it's kind of like the anti Jim and Pam like. Mm. Jim and Pam, that Jim Pam moment is them coming together, and this is kind of explaining why they fell apart. Or well, they do end up coming back together, which is great. Um, and not in a romantic way, just like they're just friends or whatever. But 
it's so beautifully done. Like, it's, and yet always, like, it breaks my heart and warms my heart and all these different, like, it just runs a gamut of emotions. So, yeah. Why Ron is angry with Leslie is definitely on the list. Well, now seems like a good time for me to offload my office one. Sure. So mine is similar to your uh, to your one. It's like very much look based. Mm. But I would say, for me, when I think about probably my favorite like romance on screen is Jim and Pam, and the poker game on Casino Night mm. is just like so well acted mm. from yes. both. It's yeah. the little like. As you said, like everyone has felt that before, mm, mm-hmm. and it's that like looking through a cr- like there's people surrounding them playing the game, but they're only like focusing on each yeah. other. And the culmination of that episode is when mm. he goes up to the office and kisses her, which is a great moment. As I well. just love, I love how she get, I love how she's just standing there. And she goes, "What do you expect me to say mm. to that?" And you're just like, "Oh my yeah. god!" Um, <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, there's another moment I'm trying to think of. Um, Oh, another great moment that didn't make the list, but another great Jim and Pam moment is after the Dundies. Like, oh, yeah, when yeah. She, she kisses him. him. Yeah, because mm. um, she's angry at Roy as well. Like, but she doesn't kiss him; she's angry at Roy. She's mm. just like she wants to stay and be with her friends. And yeah, that's that's not, that's not that moment, but that's a great moment as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely that's like the, when I think of the Office and why mm. I love the Office. It's mm. like that. Yeah. 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 And that also episode also has the moment when. He says to Toby, he's like, why are you the way you are? And he also says, two queens in one night. I'm going to drop a deuce on everybody. <laughs> yeah. There's some great Michael yeah. Scott stuff in Welcome. there. Welcome. Yeah. Bienvenue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your master. Lady Luck is your master. Or whatever uh, I've watched that episode so long, but it's uh, so and like, good. He has the, he's like got the two women there. He's mm. date, yeah. on a date. He's yeah. like, this is doubt firing. Yeah. Like, he's going yeah. back and forth. We should really do a podcast about the and office. And Creed's yeah. just like stealing everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and when he wins and he just yeah. like shakes his sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> I've never owned a refrigerator. Um, okay, so my next one is one that I originally had as a different moment. Again, like the Seinfeld one. But mm. then upon reflection, I changed it. This moment, when I first saw it years and years and years ago, made me cry like like I'd just been broken up with. Like mm. somebody just broke mm. up with me. And no matter how many times I watched that episode, every time I was like... <laughs> like crying, like mm. ugly crying. And that is when in Doctor Who, the breach is closed yes. and Rose and the Doctor mm. are at either sides of the breach oh, and therefore torn apart. Yeah. Yeah. And she, oh my god, it's like, and he's just leaning against that wall, and he's got his hand there, and she's leaning, oh my god. Yeah, it's so well done. Oh my god. I've watched it so long, but you're right. Because that, that is whole, whole two seasons, you see this love, and you see this relationship build, and you're like, just fucking... Say it. Just say the words. Just say, I love you, Rose. And he never does. Mm, yeah. He never does. And they never, like, oh. <laughs> and so where you have the closure from Jim and Pam because they finally get together. And like you said, that's where it starts to almost lose interest because the whole point yeah, is the interest yeah. of them. Will they? Won't they? That's where Doctor Who still had that whole, oh, like, mm. 
they never got to say it and just yeah. say it sort of thing. And it, oh my God, it was like, seriously, like I love David Tennant as an actor. That's why my original moment was when he's like, I don't want to go. Yeah. And that final bit. Yeah, that's really good as well. And you're just like, oh, but then I thought back, no, the bit that really was the dagger in my heart was that scene where, and like the music that plays. Yeah, and I think like the dagger in the heart of every... Yes, because everybody loved Billy Piper. Except for, except for Stephen Moffat. He was like, good, yeah, now we'll invent a new Moffat. character. <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, know we'll, put Ro- we'll put River because and it's, it's better than Rose because it says actually his wife. Yeah. Fuck River's song. She's yeah, shit. She's not good. She's gone now, so it's alright. Good. Um, yeah, it's a really good moment. Oh I didn't God, even think about Doctor like, Who. Uh... That's the thing, like, there's so many moments in everything. <coughs> um, my next one is. A season finale moment, and it's a real shock. Like, you didn't see it coming at all. Like, it just came out of nowhere. Really changed the way the show went. It really probably should have been the finale of the show, but instead the show ran for another four seasons. And they weren't bad seasons, but it was such a great moment. Like, that's that's how you end a show. Um, and it was the shocking and untimely death of Rita in Dexter. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, that was shocking. Good mm. call. Do you know what I mean? I, mm. And he just comes home and... He yeah. can't, like, because he does away with the Trinity killer. I don't know if he killed, he's killed him at that point or whether he let him go because he's trying to decide whether he'll be a killer or not. And he comes home. I think he killed him. He, he has killed mm-hmm. him. Because he thought, because, yeah, because Trinity killed Rita way earlier. And he, but he comes to his work and, like, finds out who he's in, like, they're on the run. He's trying to, like, stop him. And he comes home and then she's just dead in the bath yeah. and the yeah. baby is just, like, in the pool of blood. Yeah. And the, yeah. Like, it's such an oh, unexpected yeah. moment. Like, you just didn't see it coming. Like, mm. talk about twists. Like, because that character, like that show, like, and that show was like up until that point so strong. And I do like seasons five through to eight. Five's a bit weak, but I do like most of the, the stuff that follows. But like that season, and John Lithgow, yeah, wonderful, fatherly, lovely John Lithgow yeah. mm-hmm. is so sinister in his performance, and he's not even that scene. Like he's gone by that point, mm. but it just lingers on. And Michael C. Hall like is so like. Perfect in his reaction, and that is like honestly, and I think that speaks to. The, I think the reason why that scene is so poignant is because it speaks to everybody. Because my biggest fear is like coming home and just one day, just my loved ones just being mm, dead. Yeah. Like I come home and the dogs are just dead, <clears throat> yeah. and I don't know why. And if I have kids, like coming, like yeah. that's why in Thirteen Reasons Why. Sort of thing like that. Yeah. That scene where like oh, she she finds her daughter yeah. dead in the bath. That's why I don't want to fucking have kids <laughs> because I cannot deal if I come home from work on an average normal day and my kid's dead. Yeah. Sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, so that really speaks to me. Yeah, it's it's yeah. That's like such a it just such an unexpected moment. I think at that point you and I weren't watching the show because I didn't think I'd finished it. No, I'd seen. I remember watching that. No, no, you did watch it. Oh, yeah. But I remember like I was we weren't watching it at the same time because I think you were kind of getting I don't know if you're getting bored with the show because I'm like ah mm. oh, like I'm you know I don't have time to like watch it over so I watched it and I was like this when I was working at the restaurant still so like I would work night shifts and you would just hang out at my house or whatever I was like you should watch Dexter like finish up because it like the ending of the season is really good. But like it's just it's just like a really good twist and stuff. You're like, all right, mm. and I came home and you literally just watched it happen and you were like in tears, you're like mm. they just they they, they just mm. killed her. Like mm. it's 
Couldn't expect it. And, like, Rita wasn't necessarily the best character, like... But it was finally something for him to have. Like, because they... Just because he's, like, kind of... Yeah. He's not a psychopath, but Finally he, had something good in his life. Yeah, like, he's kind of sociopathic. He doesn't understand things, mm. like... He doesn't understand, perceive the world the way everyone else does, like normal people do. But, like, they were starting to get these right. And then it just is snatched. And, like, she had the kid. And was, oh, mm. Such a strong moment. Yeah, like, I know that show's been off the air for a while, but I was trying to think back on what are some mm. things I really dug. Great yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, my next moment, and these are definitely unranked, um, because I would have put some, like, Jim and Pam higher, but uh, is uh, back from when I was a kid and watched Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and it is when Goku shows up on Namek at the end of Season 2, or maybe it's 3. So he's, he died facing the, the Saiyans on Earth, I think. Okay, I, that's what I, I didn't watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z. I actually okay. got into it again recently, a few years ago. I think I watched like half a season, and then I was just like, there's so much. Like, Oh yeah, you can't sit around while you build spirit bombs. That yeah. Well, I was watching Kai, where they cut all of that out, so... Yeah, um, and he's like, he's heading towards Namek the whole season. They're all getting their asses handed to them by Freezer. And he shows up and he's a Super Saiyan. Mm. He turns into a Super Saiyan and cracks some skulls. And as like a 12-year-old, oh, that was just like porn to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, it was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen in my whole life. Mm. And I still like, it, it left such an impression that Goku is always like right at the top of like my favourite ever characters. So, mm. yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Nice. I, I, I wish I had more to like, because I knew you'd bring obscure ones. It's like, oh, he's going to talk about shows we don't know. Which is awesome, but I also don't have much to say, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that's that does I, sound cool. Yeah. Uh, Tina, back to you. Alright, so is your last this is my last one, and I can't pick between these three. Um, so, I feel like the one that I'm going to go with is a bit lame. Well, why don't we do, like, why don't we do I, this round, and then we'll just be like, and here were some that almost made it. And then yeah, we'll, they were, yeah. So, do the one yeah. you want, and then we'll throw right, them in. So, so, this one might come across as a bit lame, because it's literally like two seconds. And that's that's it. okay. It's two that's seconds. Right. So is Pam's smile. But I tell you what, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Um, it's in black books. <laughs> uh, why do I think of this? <laughs> and it's the turret of soup. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Because What's it's this? just like yeah, turret the turret soup. And it's like. Or like I get, I suppose that entire scene where oh, he makes yeah. luxury pie, yeah, luxury. and he's like, "We got no more plates." Yeah, well, use, you use cookbooks yeah, and pictures like, of plates on yeah. them. Do I have to explain? Where are everything? the birds on your hands? Yes. <laughs> Chefs have birds. <laughs> what about yours? Uh, I'll do mine later. <laughs> yeah. My oven could cook anything. My oven could cook bits of oven. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I suppose it's that entire scene, not just yeah. the oh, tower of soup, the turrets. So. I that literally every time I visit Black Books again, that's the first episode that I watch. Yeah, and it I piss myself laughing every time. I'm glad you threw some jokes in there because all of mine are like really emotional beats. Like yeah. yeah, I never thought of. Well, my other like two a... ones were really serious ones, so I thought I'd end on a yeah. comedy note. I did try to think of ones, but like like something like The Simpsons. <laughs> it's like there's so many good moments. Like how do you choose like a yeah. good moment in The Simpsons? Um, and you never want to put Family Guy above The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, um, that being said, my next uh, moment is from an animated series, but it's not a fun moment. It's Rick and Morty or something, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, it is from Rick and Morty, actually. Um, there's a really great moment. Like, for people who watch the series from the start, which isn't me, they have to wait like two and a half, three years between two and three. And I watched Rick and Morty for the first time, I think, at the end of last year, at the start of this year. And I didn't have to wait anywhere near as long. But the, fin- the final moments of season two 
are so powerful. I was just like, I will too will ride if three doesn't come. So basically, the the premise of the show, well, not the premise, but like the whole idea is that Rick, the grandfather, is a real jerk. Like he's just doesn't care about anyone. He just like travels through space and time and ruins lives and doesn't care about anyone. And like his family feels unloved and Morty's just like you're really abusive. But I guess I've got adventures with you. Um, and in the finale of season two, they're at this party, and I guess like the intergalactic police have been trying to track down Rick for a while, and they finally like get him. Like it's a sting at this wedding or whatever, and they kill like all of Rick's like friends from space and stuff. And it's just him and his family, and they have to go on the run through like time and space. And they find this planet. They're like we have to find a new planet to live on because Earth's no longer. So we have to find somewhere that no one knows of. And it's this planet that like the sun always screams or something. Like it's this really like terrible planet, but it's like. Well, it's you know it's better than nothing, and no one will find us. And like Rick's this really selfish guy, and like they're like you know keep an eye on him because he's just gonna steal the ship and go and like do whatever he wants and leave us here to get caught. And he does steal the ship, and people and everyone's like, we knew it. Like Rick is the most horrible person. He's stolen the ship, and he's gonna go like go on adventures, and we're gonna be stuck here. But what he does instead is something you've never seen in any like episode of the show ever. He like feels remorse, and he goes and turns himself in, and literally like the last scene. He's like this giant into into like a prison with all like these kind of like these weird racks, and he gets like shuffled into like the file of like all the prisoners. And the one prisoner next to him is like, "Ah, oh, you know, I got done for murder. What are you here for?" And he just the delivery is perfect. He just sighs and he says everything. And it's so like it sounds like it's hard to like kind of show you or like tell you like just what we found in the show. But the just the weight in that delivery of that line is just so like it's just an incredible performance from Justin Roiland. Like. I didn't expect to feel the way I did after that because like, it was a really fun show and like really weird and stuff. I really dug that, but to get that kind of like emotional like delivery from yeah. a cartoon character who makes fart jokes is crazy. And so for me, I was like, it has to be in there. Like it's just such a great moment. So yeah, nice, really good. And everyone should watch Rick and Morty. Like everyone should give it a chance at least. It's such a clever show. But that's yeah, a great moment. Well, my final uh, moment is from something, it's one of the more recent ones I've spoken about. It is the reveal in Westworld that the Black Rider is William. Yes, well, I, did, I, am. I did think about one this. One of my other ones was the reveal in Westworld of the twist of her being, um, what was it? Was oh, Bernard or whatever? Yeah, yeah Bernard. Him being the was, Nard? No, it wasn't Bernard. It was... No, it was, no, it was of her, the, the, of what's her name? What's her name? Dolores. Dolores being told the information. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, there's that and there's Bernard being revealed as a robot and then there's, like, just Anthony Hopkins coming on board. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So many good moments. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that had a big impact on me. That was, like, a mind-blowing yeah. moment. I was just like, holy shit. Really? I've been watching two timelines. Yeah. I don't even know it. Yeah. yeah. Listen, that being said, Tina picked it. I picked it. Oh, that's a yeah. great pick. I, I, How the I hell did you even get that? Well, she didn't pick it exactly, but at one point she was like, I think we're watching two different pieces of information. Yeah, at the same time. Mm. Um, so I think we're seeing two different scenes. I don't think you said time, but you're like, I think. No, I said two different times happening at the same time. Um, I think because I think what we were like, I think you were like, I, think... I remember when I pieced it yeah. together. It was oh. when she was at the tr- like I can't remember which episode or whatever, but she was at the tree. Yes. Um, and I was like, bam, two different times. We're here at two different times. Yeah, you picked it up. Because like, she was having hallucinations, Yeah, I think. that's right. She was having hallucinations. Or, yeah. or, or felt dreams like, or something. Yeah, like that, and yeah. you realise how genius that show is when mm. you realise, like, we're just seeing her in the current timeline, mm. but she's having flashbacks to when mm. William was there. Yeah. It's like, oh mm. my God. It's Why cool. didn't I think that I haven't seen William and the Black Rider? Mm. Like, yeah. yeah, definitely. Jesus. 
Um, so that is the first half. This is the top yeah. 15 moments. That's 15 minutes from TV. Shall we go through the ones that we didn't? Yes. Let's rattle off some honorable mentions yeah. really quickly. Yep. All right. So then the only one I have left, because I've already mentioned my Westworld twist, <laughs> is uh, in The Crown, uh, season one, the fight between um, the Queen and Prince Philip, because that is perfection of acting. Mm. Like... Anybody who thinks that maybe Matt Smith isn't a good actor or whatever, which he is a very good actor, watch that scene. Literally, after that scene happened, I rewound it and watched it another two mm. times purely to just enjoy the acting mm. in that scene. It was phenomenal. It's so just to, Sorry, go on. Mute. I was just going to say, just to clarify like what it's about, basically, um, uh, the Queen's coronation is happening. And um, she's been told, like, you should televise it because, you know, you, you, it'll get people more interested mm. and the monarchy needs people interested in it. And um, uh, Philip is all angry and shit because, like, who should be king and blah, 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 blah. And what's your queen? Like, I have to listen to you and I'm a man and that's not fair and I'm your husband and all this kind of stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, my God, brilliant acting. Mm. Nice. You were saying? I was going to say, like, I haven't watched the show, but you were watching it just before when I came mm. home. And I just saw like a piece of him acting. I was like, wow, mm. like, Matt Smith's really got some chops. So, like, like they act, they are so good with their because I mean they have to be as precise as possible mm. because they're playing like real life yeah. characters. But their accents, yeah, are her phenomenally accent, good. Yes, her accent is good. Yes, as a queen. but his accent as well because you hear him as Doctor Who mm. and you hear him in his normal voice and then you hear his Philip yeah. voice. And you're like, dude, that's fucking Philip. Yeah. It's very, very good. I believe that was the Queen's response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phil. Yeah. So uh, that's my only other one. Yeah. Nice. I only have one more as well. It's from another animated series. Um, so it's really racking my brain. And so like, I've got no funny ones, but these are all really good moments. Um, there's an episode of Batman the Animated Series, the 90s cartoon, that has one of the strangest, not strange, but like unexpected <coughs> opening, openings of any episode, where literally there's... Show that the title card drops, the show starts, and it's Jim Gordon and the Gotham Police, and they're storming the Batcave. And they're like, their guns are blazing, they're hunting Batman and Robin, they know, and at one point Jim Gordon's like, Bruce, I know it's you, stop. And you're like, what the hell's happening? And like, what? When does Jim Gordon know his identity? Why is he shooting at Batman? Like, what's going on? It's this incredible scene, like, that kind of culminates in, like, uh, Batman and Robin getting away in, like, the Batboat or whatever. Um, But it's this crazy opening, and what's revealed later is that um, Batgirl is killed. Batgirl, like, it falls to her death when it's killed, and Jim Gordon lifts the hood and finds out it's his daughter. And he's like, I've been working with Batman for all these years, and he's been going around at night with my daughter, like, risking her life, and didn't say anything. And, like, he goes in his fury, and kind of then, I think, like, he, he hires a criminal. Like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to team up with someone who can stop Batman. He goes to Bane, I think, and Bane's like, and they work in, they find out that Bruce Wayne, it's Bruce Wayne under the mask, whatever. And this whole episode is about them, like, stopping Batman. And, like, I think at the very end, like, Bruce saves Jim Gordon's life. And, like, not, not forgiven, but, like, you know, we're cool, I guess. Mm. But just that opening shot. And, like, then it turns out, like, it's not a real episode. Like, it's not a dream so much. But the Scarecrow was kidnapped, Batgirl, and she's seeing her worst fear. And that's oh, okay, yeah. everything kind of coming together. But just that opening, to see a Batman story open so... Like aggressively and darkly, and to know that like these guys always work together, like have been suddenly split by this weird, like unknown circumstance, is a really really cool moment. So I had to get a Batman one in there for TV. So. Yeah, yeah. And it couldn't be like that shark repellent. So, <laughs> uh, 
Um, have you guys seen True Detective season one? I've seen the first two or three episodes. So there's a one take action sequence in there, which I'm very enamored with one take sequence. Is this the six minute one, or whatever the one yeah. where like everyone would? Like, yeah. Like, okay. Oh, it's phenomenal, and it's just it's it's nothing. I couldn't explain it in too much detail. It's just, they do a heist mm. and it's one camera shot, which the choreography is crazy. It just follows Matthew McConaughey into this house as they do a drug heist. Um, <clears throat> and the whole thing is meant to take, it's like the idea is like, we want to get in and get out in this amount of time. And it's actually filmed that way. It's one yeah. shot. Mm. And like, it's just a phenomenal bit of TV. So mm. that's it. I won't go on too long because we're getting, getting late. But like, um, yeah. Nice. Um, we're going to dive into a, the top 15 moments of movies in just a moment. Okay, we're back. We just have to take a little break, a little battery replacement, because uh, I didn't want the recorder to die like oh, it did yeah. last time. It would have been tragic. We went, went for like two hours without a break, so we did all right. <laughs> um, cool, so we're going to finish off our top 30 list. We're going to burn them a little bit quicker, because it's getting real late. Um, so these next 15 moments are all from movies, um, and then we might have a couple of little... Um, Honourable mentions as well. I don't think we'll see so many double ups this time because I think the movie taste is a little bit different. Um, so we'll continue the list. Tina, you started off right, last time. So ones. movies was what I first started off with, and so I went with famous movie moments because that's what I kind of thought that we were doing. Um, uh, so I'm actually going to go with um, uh, okay, one of my favourite movie multiple scenes, um, and I'm going to say the theme is milk. In this, because it is Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Anytime a... there is a glass of milk, that scene is badass. I almost put that in mind yep. as well. Yep. I don't think I've any so time the, the, Oh, wow, Shoshana. Mm. And the eating the pastry and all I that. I almost put that like cream, that. Yep. that like whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. So, yep, so that is one of mine. What a strong opening. Yeah. yeah. I thought um, I'd start with the strongest. This is maybe one of my favourite scenes. Not even say it's like favourite moments in anything. Um, the first time we ever saw a team of superheroes together, and that's the Avengers assembled moment in the Avengers, mm. where they all land and like Hulk roars, and you see the dun, yeah. like the, the 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 music, and like they're all in a circle, like surrounded by enemies. Like such a cool, cool moment. Like it's awesome. Yeah, um, definitely has to be. Um, Yes, that. Oh, 100%. Yeah, love that moment. Uh, actually, I really like from that, just the, um, they really got the dialogue right and that the writing in those films is so good. Yeah. Well. Like, they're like, what's Thor doing? He's like, he's taking out a squadron on something. He's just like, hey, he didn't invite me. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, the dialogue is so snappy, but that moment, they're all together. Like, that's, and they just pan around really slow. Yeah. see all these heroes for the first time. So cool. Yeah. Definitely a great moment in movie history. Uh, mine is, I'll get my really obscure one out of the way. It's not too obscure, but you definitely won't, would wonder why it's in my top five moments, top, top five moments, but yeah, it's in the fifth element, okay. the culmination of the film when they're getting, uh, they're lighting up the, the, all the elements Yes, and like, he's got one match left. Do you remember that bit? I know. She hates this movie. Okay. Well, <laughs> so good. I know what you're talking, I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so like, there's five elements, one of them's like earth, so we put dust on it, etc. And one of them's fire, and he has one match, mm. and they're like, they're all like looking at it, and he like breathes. It's, it's a great moment. Yeah, yeah, it's really tense. Yeah. I'm watching that Does movie. the match light properly? You know, so what, you have to watch? No, I'm not watching, no, I'm not watching yeah, it. I haven't seen that movie in, in over ten years, because I've been dating Tina for, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> been Tina for ten years. It lights, and then he bones her. 
in a, in a little, in that fucking in a blue cocoon. White, yeah. white striped outfit yeah. that is not an outfit. Yeah. But it makes sense. Like, yeah. she's got bandages on. Anyway, we don't need to talk about Fifth Element. We'll right. talk about that later. Uh, my next one is one that literally got me jumping out of my seat. Like, yes, come on, do it. And that is in Argo, when oh, they are trying to get oh, onto yes, that plane. Yes. And you're like, just get onto oh, that go. plane. Oh my God, just answer the phone call. And it's just like so stressful. And you're like, this has to happen. Mm. This has to happen. This has to happen. And it's just fantastic. Um, it's just fantastic the way that it's done. The editing, the pacing. Yeah. Oh, it's just brilliant. I've noticed that our themes have swapped. Like my movie themes are a lot more fun things than yeah. hers are a lot more serious. Mm. That is a really great moment though. Yeah. Um, my only other comic book one on this list, unless we match up again, pardon me, um, is from a movie this year. Um, and it's just so good. Uh, and that's the No Man's Land sequence from Wonder Woman. Mm. Where they're all in the oh. trenches and like they're like, you can't go up there, you get killed. And she just climbs on up, she has a shield and just runs through mm. like this warfare and everyone's shooting at her and she like ushers everyone through. Like, it may be one of the most stunning action set pieces from a comic book film in history. Mm. Like, it's so strong. And to have it be that character is just breathtaking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it so much. It's such an like, inspiring, cool moment. Definitely the No, Man, no Man's Land sequence. Yeah, absolutely. That was awesome. Uh, I'm going to get a real obvious one out of the way, which was the Civil War of Marvel's Civil War. Oh, nice. I didn't even think I of that. I really love that uh, combination of that film, Captain America Civil War. And you had... The battle lines were drawn, and you had half the Avengers on one side, half on the other. Yeah, and it was so funny as well. Like Spider Man in that mm. bit is so funny. Yeah, um, and it's just like ten of my favorite ever minutes of yeah. cinema. You got a metal arm. Yeah, uh, and like Giant Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It only happened once, yeah. and I passed out. Oh, that's really good. That's a great moment as well. Yeah. Nice. Um, so my next one is the first time that I watched like really obvious special effects in a movie and was in awe of yeah. them. Um, and I used to watch this, uh, I used to have this docu- documentary on industrial light and sound. It was light and music. It's light and sound, isn't it? I think it's ILM. ILM, so it's light and music, mm. I think. Yeah. Um, and they did this documentary on like Star Wars and stuff like that. And industrial light and sound also did Terminator. Mm. And so it's the scene when he walks through the bars of the Terminator, like Terminator yeah. walks through the bars mm. and like turn. Oh my god, that like I don't know why, I don't know what it is, I don't know whether it's the aesthetic of the melty plastic yeah. melted molten metal look, but it's just really fucking yeah. cool. Your favorite one is a Nettie. Nettie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, no, it's just really awesome. Like. I remember watching the Terminator on TV when I was younger, and for some reason, like it just really resonated with me, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I've always liked the Terminator movies, and that's mm. my favorite, favorite yeah. part out of all of them. Nice. I actually think that it really holds up as well mm. when you it watch does. it now. It doesn't it look does. cheesy. It doesn't. It, doesn't. Look shit it at looks all. really good. Yeah. yeah so Ireland did a really good job. Um, I was gonna avoid going with like. Can I just interrupt you? Go for it. One sec, and with a little tidbit. Mm. In the sequence where they have in Star Wars the first one where they have the pod racing, mm. they created a um, uh, a model version of the arena, mm. and all the people are actually coloured Q-tips. Really? Yep, they're all <laughs> oh, little coloured Q-tips, and like as the camera pans over, it look, they look like mm. people. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. 
Um, I was going to avoid going with the classic movies because, like, we all know Godfather's great. We all know that, like, Psycho is great. But there is one movie in a movie, one moment in a movie that's almost 50 years old now. Well, definitely 40 years old. It's just such a great moment, I couldn't avoid putting in it. And it's the moment where Captain Brody is lying on the sinking ship. I think it's the Orca, I want to say. And he kicks the compression tank down into Jaws' mouth. And he goes, smile, you son of a bitch. (laughs) And shoots it and blows up the shark from Jaws. Yeah. Uh, Such an awesome epic moment. And that holds up. Mm. Like, even to this day. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, the shark looks a little bit fake, whatever. Mm. But everything about that scene is... I mean, everything about that movie... And like, like Quint getting eaten and all this. It's so kind of shit. earnest and so well done that mm. you don't care that like it's a rubber shark. Like mm. it's just such a great moment and like that culmination. Like, I'm using the culmination a lot tonight, mm. but it, like it's that like everything's been building to this and like you mm. know he has to save his town mm. and like the ships the ship's sinking. Suddenly he's gonna be in the same playing field as the shark. He's not gonna win. Mm. And he just has one shot left and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, I love I love that zoom that first zoom in on Brody when like he's. Here's the scream of like the shark and yeah. stuff like that. What is that zoom called where the where the camera is moving forward but the lens is zooming out or the other way around? Is it where it goes? It's like your classic like, Whoa, like yeah, the yeah, horror yeah. thing where yeah, like yeah. like that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the camera moving forward and the lens zooming yeah. out or the lens zooming in while the camera moves yeah. backwards. I'm not sure. You always see it with think. horror. But you always yeah, see it with like horror yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, like that's really cool. Yeah, I love yeah. that shot. Nice. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, my God. All the, my moments are good. I oh know, right? I'm going to go with Neo beginning to believe oh. at the end of The Matrix. I see yeah. his yeah. He starts seeing in bloody Matrix Damn. code. Yeah. And, and he holds it... Yeah, yeah stops, stops the bullets. He just picks yeah. one out of the sky. Why didn't I do and he's just like, one? One hand behind yeah. the back. And oh, my God. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I love him. And that's a movie, another movie with so many great moments. Like... The shootout at the bottom of the bank building. Oh my god! Mm. The rooftop scene yeah. where, mm. yeah, when he starts, <sighs> when he dodges starts. the bullets, and also even like, just when he's in the white room and all those runs of uh, the guns, guns, yeah. racks of guns yeah. just come past. Him. And I just love that bit when, when <coughs> Trinity gets like sucked up into the phone. Yeah, as Agent Smith comes down to the thing and she's like, "Why isn't he running?" And Morpheus just like. He's beginning to believe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've watched that movie in so long. Oh, uh, shit, son. Yeah, it's uh, fucking good. Yeah, oh, I totally forgot about The Matrix. Oh, my God, I have to watch that again. All right, so what am I up to now? Is this number five? Number four. Number four. four. Yeah. Okay, so um, I have a few. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm going to go with classic, Star Wars. Okay. okay. But I'm not doing what you think I might be doing, mm-hmm. which is Luke, Blue I am milk. your father. Oh. What I'm <laughs> actually going to do is, one of my favoriteest scene sequences ever in Star Wars is the freaking Adats on Hoth. Yeah. That yes. whole so scene is mm. so freaking good. I just love it so much. I love the way that they move. Yeah. I love like the planes going around yeah. and wrapping yeah. around them sort of thing like that. A little shout it's out to just Civil like, War. seriously... Yeah. Such mm. a good scene, and I love that we're on like a different planet. Mm. I love the sequence that happened before it when he has to like cut open the tauntaun. The tauntaun. Yeah. I mean, Let's speaking see. with just like a little shout out. I mean, Star Wars is going to going to air for the first time in Australia in less than two hours. Yeah, we're seeing it tomorrow. And do you remember that moment in the trailer where they have those new adats and they got like yeah. gorilla yes. eyes? Yeah. Oh, we got in like twenty four hours. In, like, by the time this episode's up, we will have seen Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, uh, you won't have, unfortunately. No, I won't see That's it. a really great scene. Um, 
I went with a little bit. This, okay, this is a fun one, so I did, did change it up a little bit. Um, this is this is like the kind of every like every action movie fan's dream. And in this movie, the character is an action movie fan. And he finally gets to realize it, and that's in the village siege of Hot Fuzz. Oh yes, yeah. where the two where Nick Angel and I can't believe I've forgotten his name. Um, who's Nick Frost play? I can't remember his name right now. Oh, I can't remember either. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, they arrive locked and loaded with mm. like yeah. shotguns yeah. and mm. and they like they take on like they, they take on the entire like town and like there's the old one with the cart and she's yeah. got guns. <laughs> yeah. And there's the man with the walker. Um oh, and like they go to the um the supermarket and there's the trolley boys yeah. and there's Sandal Clegane, except he's not that he's Yarp. Mm. Um such a great movie. And then it ends with, you know, like Timothy Dalton. Copping yeah, like a, a model yeah. church to yeah. the mouth. Um, such a great moment. Like, maybe one of my favourite action sequences ever, to be honest. Like, it's just so well choreographed and it's so much fun because you know that it was written by guys who always want to be in action movies. Yeah. And then one of was playing character who always wanted to be in an action film and they finally get to do it. Uh, and even Nick Angel, who's like, it's not like that, real police work's not like that. It's yeah. a lot of, you know, writing on paper. Like, and it's, oh, it's such a good moment. And that movie is one of my all-time favorite movies. There's so many great moments, but that scene is genius. Yeah, good pick. I didn't even mm. think I didn't include any like funny stuff in there. Yeah. It was all like serious shit. Um, I'm gonna go with since this seems to be sort of Star Wars round. I'm gonna go Obi Wan and Qui Gon fighting Darth. Maul. Duel of the Fates. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, so nice. good. Nice. When I was a kid, I used to be so upset. I used to. This is how well I knew it. I knew the exact lightsaber mo- uh, moves yeah, yeah, yeah. when Qui-Gon was... Go- I could see Qui-Gon get un... I was like, no, don't swing that yeah. way. <laughs> he, got, he got bumped and then he got stabbed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, That's probably the best scene, maybe in all the prequels. Oh, yeah. Definitely the best, best scene in that movie. Well, that movie is a stinking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'll tell you what, it's not as garbage as everyone makes it out to be, but it's tough. And like you it's it's long. It's working. Oh, Annie. Yeah. Oh, Annie. Yeah, that's Are you right. an angel? Um, <laughs> no, yeah. But anyway, um, he says that I'm allowed to write in the podsters, and oh, yeah. um, so good. That is just yeah. one. Of, I I was like the kid who loved lightsabers. Actually, I would even say that might be one of the best moments in the entire franchise. Yeah, like this is clearly the best lightsaber battle. Like that's that scene is from a different movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, like it doesn't deserve, like that movie doesn't deserve that scene. Yeah. Um, even though I said it wasn't as garbage as I said, like it's still not great. All right, so my last one is from a trilogy, and even though the second movie is my favorite one, this moment is actually from the first movie. Sure. Um, Can I guess what trilogy? Yes. Is it Lord of the Rings? No, oh. it's not. Um, I didn't even think of Lord of the Rings. Uh, I did have a. Oh, okay, it's so not Lord of the Rings. What do you think it is? Uh, I'm just trying trilogy. to think of trilogies. There's no Matrix ones, so. Um, not Star Wars, she just said Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, what other trilogies exist? Like the Dark Knight trilogy? No. no. I mean, look, I mean, I, I can't think of what. Let your me give tri- you a hint. Where we're going, we don't need. Uh, back to the future, of course. So, uh. so originally it was that that line, but then I was like, no, that's lame. And then I thought, no, you know what's good? I really like the sequence in the end of number one, where they like, they, you know, he has to get to the street on time. Yes. The storm is happening, mm. and then he goes and he, but he's hanging from the clock, and then he yeah. needs to get the electrical cable together. And oh my god, like what's gonna happen? Even though I've seen that movie so many yes. times, and even though I know what's gonna happen, I'm still like, get the electrical yeah. cable in, mow the tree, 
I was talking and about... then like he arrives and then he's like, are you Marty? Um, I'm supposed to give this letter to Marty McFly at this time on this day. Does that happen? That happens right after it, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Um, it's, it's getting a bit stormy out yeah, there. Yeah, it's getting spooky. Oh my god, we have to get the electrical cable yeah. in now! Before the storm yeah. um, I was talking about this movie because you watched it like some point this year and I caught the end of it with you. I was talking about this at work the next day. I was like, it's crazy how much that movie holds up. Like mm. that moment where he slips. Yeah. Like we both gasped. Yeah. yeah. We've seen it like 10 to <laughs> yeah. 20 times. Yeah. And like it just works. Gonna... You get sucked in every time. That's a yeah. great moment. It's such a good. Yep, it's beautiful. Um, I love it. I still have like five more like moments to choose from but this is my last moment and we're going to go with one that uh, I thought of a lot later but it really is a classic moment it's the entire opening sequence and this is a, this is on the trilogy as well and even though I like the first movie better this sequence is amazing it's the entire opening sequence of The Dark Knight mm. yeah the, we, the, we were the talking heist, about it and that robbery, building the bank oh yeah and it just it just pans it and you just have that high yeah 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 um, and then like, all the Joker goons getting killed off, and they're like, mm. no one knows who the Joker yeah. is. And the, you get to, I was almost going to say culminate again. You get to that bit at the yeah. end, and he's revealed, and like William Fickner's got the shotgun, yeah. and he's trying to get him. And then the buses go out, and like even though you see the dust coming off the bus, and no one notices yeah, it, like, it yeah. just melds in perfectly. And that's a film again full of great moments. <laughs> but that is maybe one of the strongest openings to any movie ever. Yeah. Like as much as I probably prefer the first, like Batman Begins. That's killer. Like, it's so strong. I, I 100% agree. And I, I saw that real late in its run. Do you remember when that came out? Like It was like the biggest film of... Yeah. Like, it was just huge. 2009? 2008. Oh, my God. It was the same year as Iron Man. And that's the thing. Like Everyone like, talks about Iron Man now. I never saw Iron Man. So it was, like, I didn't even think about Iron Man. Like, yeah. The only thing was like The Dark Knight. Yeah. And, and I remember going to see that. And I was like, oh, I hope this is as good as everyone says. And as soon as that window broke and I saw the mm. crisp cityscape, I was like... Yeah, it may be the yeah, best yeah. looking yeah. shot yeah, in any movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. shot. And so, like, I literally, I was, because we were again watching it at school, and I was literally walking to my office, and I stopped, and I watched it, and I go, that is a beautiful mm. shot. And I go, is this Dark Knight? I, go, I can't remember. I'm like, I'm just mesmerized yeah, by the yeah. beautiful shot, and then it goes, Ksh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah Dark yeah. Knight. So good. Mm, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, good choice, good choice. Alright, Nick, your um, last one. The Battle of Helm's Deep. Oh my god, that was my next one. And I <laughs> oh took, my god. I took it out to put in Dark Knight instead. <laughs> Literally was my next one, yes. I was I was like, look, the third the third film in its extended form is my favorite. Wait, is Helm's Deep the one with the Balrog? No, no. Helm's no. Deep is um the battle of like the last stand of the men in the second movie where they're all yeah. in the corner. Yeah. And like, and, like Gandalf like, rides into the end and yeah. like all the orcs are like. Is that the one at the white place? At, no, 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 that's the one the in the third rain. One. Yeah, is that night? Oh, yes. And Gimli and Legolas are like counting. And like the elves arrive just Mm. before to help. Mm. And it's like, yeah. Mm. And you know what I always think is, I did the the maths because the elves are so lethal. They're Mm. killing so many people with their bows. And it was like 100,000 against Mm. three, whatever it was. It was Mm. like maybe 10,000, whatever. And it's like, so why don't they just kill 10 each? If everyone's like, yeah, Mm. I'll kill 10, they've won. Still they get overwhelmed. It's almost like maths doesn't play a part. Yeah. Um, and they're not just going to stand there and wait to be killed. Yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like at the end, like the, like you hear the voiceover from Gandalf and it's like on dawn at the third mm. day, look yeah. to the mm. east or something like that. And they ride down and it is just phenomenal. And mm. I remember like, this is in 2002. Yeah. 102, 2002. So like we didn't, we didn't 
You never seen anything yeah. like yeah, this yeah. before. Yeah. And I, as like, I was a very impressionable young kid, and I was mm. just like, my mind was just blown. Mm. I was yeah. just like, oh my god. Mm. Never seen anything on that kind of scale it's before. So good. And like you see, like they're charging up like the the, the runway, I guess, to mm. the door, and they're all falling yeah. off the sides and stuff. Yeah. Oh. And they have all the ladders, and they're pushing the ladders mm. off. Oh yeah. Mm. And I mean, I could have quite easily put in um, the whole like ring bit at the end of the third one mm. when Gollum. Like, they yeah. make it up there, and Gollum is, like, comes... Like, I would, every single time I watch that film, because mm. Gollum gets thrown off yeah. when they're fighting Shellob, the uh, big spider thing. He yeah. gets thrown off that cliff. Mm. And even though I've seen it, again, like you guys were saying before, I've seen that film, like, probably mm. ten times by now, ten, twelve times, and, like, I'm always just like, oh, fuck, he's yeah. back, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Helms, oh, yeah, that was so close. And uh, the last one was like, no, nah, I've got to throw a Batman one in there. Yeah. So. But, yeah, that's such a great movie. And the other reason I took it as I'm like... It's not so much a moment as like a third of a movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a hour-long moment. But it's so good. Um, that's it. That is the 30 moments. Cool. We'll do some honourable mentions real quick. I do have yeah. a few more, so... Uh, so mine is, I drink your milkshake. Oh, yes. So good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. I drink it up. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So, so good. The acting is so fantastic. Um, the... Punch of adrenaline into the heart in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good. Good. It's really, really good. And just because you said it, and I honestly, I couldn't think of another poignant moment in Harry Potter, so you're a wizard, Harry. Mm. But I'm trying to really, rack my it's brains. It's a really important moment. Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to rack my brains on, like, a really good scene. What Other about than, like, the when basilisk... he gets the fireballs at the end of number four? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> frozen face. <laughs> so stupid. Well, can I also mention my worst? Oh, no, we'll do that at the end. Okay. Cause... Nick did suggest we just had the worst yeah. moment of movies as well. Yeah. That's right. I, I didn't. I actually was really confident that you guys wouldn't have doubled up. I don't have any met honourable, so you just go. A good thing I changed mine then. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, Otherwise, whatever to include my worst as my one of my best. <laughs> um, so there are actually two more Batman ones. They were kind of like <coughs> sharing, so I couldn't decide which one I liked more. There's Batman taking down the thugs in Batman Begins, where he drops like when he's at the docks and it's his first mm. time as Batman, mm. and like he throws the batarangs and the lights go out, and like it ends with him creating the bat signal out of the the thug on the yeah. the harbor light or whatever. And then there's the warehouse scene in Batman vs Superman, which is one of the best fight yeah. scenes ever. Oh my god, so brutal, so good. Um, uh, then there's uh, a scene from The Devil's Rejects, which is one of my favorite horror films of all time. Tina's actually seen this scene because I showed it when we were doing rehearsals for a film we were going to make a while ago. And it's the I am the devil scene where he, um, this guy Otis, he's like a, a, like a serial killer and he's on the run like with his family and they abduct these guys and they go to dig up some guns in the desert and they're like, when are you going to set us free? Like, what's going on, mister? He's like, well, I guess there's no harm in hiding it now. We're going out here to dig up some guns. And uh, once I get them, I'm going to kill you. And then like it culminates in the soul. That word. It like ends with him kind of like going, you best believe I am the devil and stuff. Like, it's this really menacing, like, beautiful monologue. Like, it's such a weird movie to have, like, this white trash... I know what one of yours is going to be. It's this white trash hillbilly family going around a killing spree. But to get some really strong performances and dialogue moments out of this film, like, in a Rob Zombie film as well, is so good. So it's definitely that speech. Um, and my last moment is for another old film. And it's uh, at the end of, like... I guess if you watched it as a play, it would be the end of the first act. But the film doesn't have acts, it just, like keeps going but it's uh in the movie 12 angry men and like oh, there's these jurors like all deliberating they're trying to figure out like you know if this guy you know, like murdered the the woman or not or murdered his father or not and at one point like you know the son said you know like i'm gonna threaten to kill him 
And like, yeah, but you say that all the time. Like, it never matters. You know, that doesn't matter. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, without context or whatever. And they're all like, you know, kind of getting hot and bothered in this hot summer um, courtroom or whatever. And at one point, like, Peter Fonda keeps... I think it's Peter Fonda. Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda, I think. Keeps antagonising this one juror. And he's like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to kill you. And mm. then he just turns to me and says, mm. but you don't mean that, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, that moment is That's such really a great moment. moment. So the, you don't mean that, do you? It's perfect. I thought you were going to say Red State. Um, Michael, what's his name? Michael Parks. Yes. Yeah, oh, um... Uh, uh, you best believe I fear God. Yeah, That's yeah, a great yeah. moment as well. Yeah. I was trying to think of a Kevin Smith movie moment, but there was like 37. Like, I couldn't think of a moment. Like, even though I love those films, um, there were anything to think of in that top mm. five or whatever, but, but that is a good moment. I should have picked that. Um, so that's my honourable mentions. So I guess yeah. we just have to do the worst moments ever. Uh, Nick, do you want I to I only start? have one. I could only think of one. Well, I could think of a million, actually. Yeah. But just because I was thinking um, about the best, I thought, what's the worst moment mm. in one of my most beloved franchises on the planet? Mm-hmm. The franchise is Harry Potter. Oh, I think we have the same one. Is uh, it the tribute to the fallen Albus Dumbledore? No. Uh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. This thing, this thing that was yeah. not in the book. No, mine's worse. Oh, okay. I right. know what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm like, so... I'm sure people who listen to this are probably familiar, but obviously at the end of um, The Half-Blood Prince, yeah. Dumbledore nobly takes a bullet for the team and he's laying dead on the ground at the bottom of the tower and all the people gather there. And then, why do they include this? Everyone, it's we know it's sad. It in the book. Does, oh, they're yeah. right. Okay, yeah. well, fucking shit in the book. As well. I don't remember that. I thought they like arranged to have a funeral later on. And then like, like they just... in the book? It's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it happens. They before. just raise their wands and mm. the light and it's just so sh- tacky. Mm. And then Hagrid raises his stupid finger. I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, I guess if it did happen in the book, I don't remember it at all. But even if it did, like that's a very good example of how some things work well on the page mm. and just don't translate yeah. to film. Well... You know what's even more tackier than that, mm. Nick? Yes. What's more tackier than that is Jamaican accented oh shrunken heads. Yes, that is what putrid. the fuck are those? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Why are I'm, they there? I'm, no children allowed. You are wizards these days. What is the point of them? Because they don't add comic yeah. relief because they're not funny. Take it away, Ernie. <laughs> Take it away, Ernie. I thought you were going to oh say, it's like trying to grab smoke with your <laughs> bare hands. Trying to grab smoke. Trying to catch smoke with, you, with your bare hands. Because uh, I think it's saying Jamaican boys. Kids. And I was like, <laughs> he's black. I think he's Jamaican. No, um, they're Jamaican fucking... Shrunken yeah, no, heads. That like movie that's really funny. Going to be a that, bumpy ride. That movie that everyone seems to love is like it's got some egregious <laughs> moments in it. Like it's pretty bad. Um, oh I couldn't think of anything because you kind of put me on the spot when you asked for it. But there is one moment, and it's in a movie that I don't love, but I don't dislike. I'm like, it's a fine movie. Like it's it uh it's a product of its time. It's a product of the two thousands when comic book movies weren't very good. But no matter how much I defend this movie, I cannot defend this goddamn scene. And it's from uh 2003's Daredevil with Ben Affleck oh. and it's when just after he meets Electra for the first time and she knows he's blind but they fight slash dance on a seesaw <laughs> it is so so bad it's it's horrendous it's it makes no sense and it ends with them like I think he like stops and his blind stick is on her face he just like catches her 
And then, like, all the kids cheer. <laughs> oh, they're doing this in front of kids. Yes, it's in the day in a playground and they're fighting okay. on a season. It makes no sense. I don't know why it's in this movie. It's not impressive. Um, it's awful. It's like as much as like as much as I you know I try to defend like those old comic book movies. There is no defending that fight mm. scene. It makes no sense. Um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was a good way to end. A little mm-hmm. bit of levity. Yeah. That is that is it, guys. That, that is, is the culmination of this podcast. <laughs> that yep, is the best right. thirty moments as voted by us. And like to be honest, like there are so many great moments. Like it's tough to like narrow it down, but. Mm. 30 fantastic moments in movies and TV. You know what I think that did, though? I think it gave a real, was a real summation of our taste, though, wasn't it, really? Yeah, like, and I'm, I'm really glad that there wasn't a lot of double-ups. So I, like, I was like, if Nick does five Nolan moments, I'd be so annoyed. <laughs> well, I don't think I had one, did I? I don't think you did. No, because well, I could just name five phenomenal You're like, let's uh, behind the bookcase and do the which is a great moment, actually. Yeah. Don't um, let me leave, Murph. <laughs> That's a great moment, actually. <laughs> the uh, end of... The end of Prestige, when it's revealed, he's got the like, yeah. clones. Oh. Actually, I could just, like, a real shout-out to a Nolan moment, I could have added this as, like, a, an also-ran, was, like, that bit in Intercell, which you've watched quite recently, mm-hmm. when they come back up from the Waves planet, and 30 years yes. past or whatever, and he goes straight the, to the, the TV. E- the emails or whatever? Yeah, like and he's images. watching his kids, like, the oh. messages, and they've grown up, and you see his face just change, and it's that thing of, like, his heartbroken and just inconsolable that he's missed that he's been away that long yeah. but also there's that thing of like he's so happy to see wh- who they've become yeah. and you can see that on his face and I thought oh, that so is acting um, yeah there you go 30 excellent moments mm. in TV movie mm. and no double ups we almost had a double up luckily yeah, that yeah. was like uh, luckily I changed that because yeah. yeah Helm's Deep I was like that's a really good moment I was like yeah oh, I've got to rock some Batman mm. That's going to do it for this yeah. week's episode. A really long episode. Yeah, we did like two and a half hours, actually. That's huge for us. Mm. Um, so we will be back together next week. Next week will probably be our Christmas episode, I think. Well, uh, it'll have to be, won't it? It was, well, it was the last episode before Christmas. Yeah. But we could always do it after Christmas if we have to. But I'll try and get some stuff together for a Christmas episode. Um, we will also hopefully have a Star Wars review. There will be one for at least two of us, but hopefully we'll be able to all mm. talk about it. Um, and that's going to do it. You can find me, as always, on social media under James Chalmers 7 Tina, you can find at... Uh, Tina's Hair and Beauty. And Nick? Owenowski, all platforms. The, all the platforms, indeed. Um, cool, thank you for sticking around for so long because it was a long episode, but until then, we'll see you next time, guys. Say goodbye. 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 Pass that remote over. That is not how we end the show. Well, it should be. Uh, Here's the remote. Uh, James Chalmers, we'll see you next week. <laughs>